Once a year, Hollywood's biggest names come together for film podcasting's biggest night. An evening of laughs, of victory, and of reminiscence. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all podcasts, coming to you live from the AMC where they filmed the Nicole Kidman ad. This is the second annual Refundies. Please welcome your hosts, Cameron, Joelle, and Ryan, the hosts of the I'd Like a Refund podcast. began this podcast, we just wanted the place where the three of us could meet up weekly and talk about movies. Recording it for other people who might listen was just an added bonus. I would never have guessed how influential it would be in the current cultural zeitgeist. Actually, who am I kidding? Yeah, I did. It was a fantastic idea. Now it's time for everyone's favorite episode of the year, The Refundies. This past year has been quite eventful for the show. Since the last Refundies, we've released 62 episodes, reviewed 28 movies, recorded several specials, and had a total of one heart surgery between the three of us. We even managed to hit an average of over 80 listeners per episode. Then Cameron came back. But at least now we know the plot for Tick Tick Boom 2. Here on the I'd Like a Refund podcast, we find joy in watching terrible movies and talking about them with friends. One of the best things about doing this podcast is bringing on fresh faces that have different points of view than the three of us. We've had some amazing guests this year who elevated the podcast with enthralling conversations about miserable movies. We also had an episode featuring the genre geeks. The refundies are where we can celebrate the films where everything goes wrong behind and in front of the camera. One thing we often forget is that in order to enjoy the heights of filmmaking, we must first be knowledgeable of the lows. Whether it's the bad acting, CGI, writing, whatever, we owe all of these awful films a great debt. Because without them, Joel would walk out of every movie thinking, yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> What's that? Oh, he does that already. Never mind. The next hour and a half will be full of bad movies, surprises, laughter, hot takes, and possibly some children. So sit back, grab some popcorn, a beverage that may or may not be alcoholic, and enjoy. Welcome to the 2022 Refundies. And now presenting the worst CGI award, it's Charlie Day. Hello, everyone. I'm Charlie Day. Uh, the refund guys asked me to come here, and uh, you might know me for my many, many different roles, such as uh, Charlie Kelly from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, or my my role in the criminally underappreciated Monsters University that the refund guys didn't feel was good enough to advance too far in their Disney brackets. But 
they asked me to come here anyway to announce <coughs> the nominees for the worst CGI. And those nominees are... Noah. Fred Claus. Fred Claus. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay, you know what, guys? I didn't even think about that. Before we start uh, discussing the movies, these movies, though, I don't know how I'm going to be able to make it through talking about all this um, without a little bit of champagne, a little bit of bubbly here. So oh, we wow. crack this open. Um, I mean, it seemed only fitting that we're here at the refundies that I would need. He's, he sprays that all over his tech and it just ruins the <laughs> yeah. show. Just ruins yeah. the show. Honestly, <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yeah, it uh, would be. Because it would, I would be something. Be the rest of the Let me see. Let me see. Uh, uh. Either during the pandemic, I... Oh, nice. I did it. Th- that shot pretty far, Joel. Yeah, it did. It didn't fizz at all, too, so it was perfect. Nice no and clean. Fizz. What a what a killer ass! Oh my goodness! <laughs> he's, he's even got a fan, nice little fancy glass to drink out of too. Wow! Absolutely. He didn't offer me any. Well, you can't drink stuff. I told you to come over and record. I, I I did have a beer last night. Oh my god! Oh, what a change! Was it a Who Heineken zero point zero? No, it was Pliny the Younger. Oh yeah! Oh wait! Yeah, duh! You went. We didn't even think about that, right? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, for, what were you guys saying? What was that? What was it? You guys I forgot because he had said, "Oh, you can't drink," but you literally just went to the brewery the other day. So you yeah, can't I'm not again. supposed to drink, but like oh. a beer, I'm not, like a beer every once in a while, especially when it's like plenty of the younger. It, you know, it's fine. Gotcha. It's just like a binge drinking kind of thing. They don't want mm. me doing. Okay. No binge uh, drinking for Cameron. Got it. <laughs> not yet. Um, not until he comes back. You know, guys, I completely forgot about the uh, CGI and Fred Claus. Like, <laughs> it didn't even cross my mind. Dude, that I was telling Claus would be. Uh, I was telling this- you guys earlier, like looking back, like I forgot so many of the things that yeah. we've done this past year. So, like going back and looking, I was like, "Oh my god, how did yeah. they, how did we forget about that?" I was that? like, "I can't, I can't believe that that was this year." Right? You know? Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of the movies that we covered had a lot of bad CGI, and that there were lots of. Um, you know, possible nominees and really strong contenders for this category. I mean, Joel, my mind was with Noah as well. Um, But then I was going back to the list of our podcast episodes last night and I was like, oh, wait, hold on one second. There's a Vince Vaughn movie. We need to follow up Mm. the 2021 worst CGI with a Vince Vaughn movie. That we watched in 2002. Right, I believe so we Cam- watched in 2001. Cameron, let me oh, ask you... A- 2002? <laughs> 2002. Uh, yeah. Cameron, let me ask you a question. Um, what specific what specific CGI in the film are you picking? Well, it's got to be the elves. Yes, okay. I have yeah. to say. 100% the elves. <laughs> there- as, soon as, as soon as Cameron said that, my mind was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There- Which is funny because I don't know if you guys remember, last Super Fundies were CGI... I picked, I was the only one who picked something. I picked Green Lantern, and you guys mm. both picked Couples Retreat. Yeah. So those we, those we, sharks were awful. Right on track, which they were. You were right. The same thing. I immediately was like, oh, yeah, I totally didn't even think about that. So this, All the elves in that just look horrendous, like horrendous. I mean, I think, like, 
the elf that really pops into my mind when thinking about the horrible CGI is definitely the ludicrous one. Oh, man. We must have the same brain because, yeah. like, literally when I'm going down, I'm like, okay, like, Noah was terrible. Assassin's Creed was really bad. Doolittle was bad. Cat in the Hat was bad. Okay, yeah. And then I saw... And then I saw Fred Claus, and I was like, oh, shit, that's right. I remember Ludacris gave me nightmares. I think that's the thing that differentiates this movie from the other bad CGI movie, like the other movies with bad CGI. Yeah. Those are those movies have terrible CGI. Nothing haunts me more than the elves in this movie. Yeah. Just completely unnatural. Yeah. They're all they're all horrifying. The but proportions are, like, off. Like, even yeah. for elves. Yeah. Like, the proportions are very off. Mm. And not in like a funny way. No. So, Joel, uh, what was the I, thing in Noah that you were the trees, dealing with? The, the tree guys, whatever. Oh yeah, the rock They're, monsters. Oh, sure. those I things forgot about just them. Tragic. Like it. Yeah. They were just genuinely very. It's weird. Bad. It's like yeah. they. It's like they did stop motion. Yeah, it was just they were they were disgusting. Um, I just think it, of it as it, like let's do the Ents from Lord of the Rings, but on a budget. But that's yeah, what it. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. No, they they did not look good. And we also talked about like the crazy thing of that movie was that up until that time, the they said it was the most complex, um, yeah, rendering and CGI that they had ever done. Yeah. And it's like, it's like you know when you're in it a must group have been the water. <laughs> You know when you're in a group project and there's the one guy who like says, "Oh, we have to do it this way," and it's super convoluted and takes forever. And then you watch the other the other groups and they do it like an incredibly basic PowerPoint, yeah. and mm-hmm. they get a hundred percent, and you get like a seventy. Yeah. That's what this felt like. <laughs> yeah, that's a great explanation. <laughs> um, so I guess we're I mean, we're yeah, all in agreement. I have, I have then, no right? argument. Yeah, I have no argument yeah. here. So we have our winner. Woo! And the refund he goes to, Fred Claus. Presenting the Why Are You Here Award, Jackie and Danielle from the No More Late Fees podcast. Stanley and Mallrats. Matt Damon in Eurotrip. Vitamin C and Get Over It. Jenna Elfman in Can't Hardly Wait. Elvis Costello in 200 Cigarettes. What do all of these have in common? They make you wonder, why are you here? This year's nominees for the Why Are You Here Award are... The Black Family in Suburbicon. Chris Pine, Wonder Woman 1984. Rihanna in Battleship. All right, this is a this is a nice contender list right here. Um, who wants to go first? Who wants to go to bat for theirs first? Uh, I can go to Battleship for mine. Nice, uh, nailed so it. So mine's nice. kind of a combination. We've we've discussed this off air of like, you know, what's the difference between this award and another award? And you know, in this one, we're saying why is this character in the movie? Whereas right. The other one is more like a why did this specific actor agree to do this thing? Yes. I feel like. For my choice, it's a little bit of kind of both. both. So is mine. I Rihanna feel like too. is a non-actor. Okay. So usually, when you bring a non-actor into a movie, they're gonna have some sort of like role that it's like, hey, we're putting them out there. You know, like we're gonna show you this 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 non-actor stepping up to the plate, and they're gonna give you a performance. 
That did not happen in Battleship. Rihanna's no. character literally could have been written out of the movie and nothing would have changed. Mm-hmm. She didn't advance the plot. She was just another character. Like there was there was no reason that it had to be Rihanna. But the fact that it was Rihanna is what made it kind of odd. Because again, it's it, the thing that I'm hung up on is like she's a non-actor and then they didn't do anything with her. It it wasn't like a cameo. She yeah. was a character in the movie. They could have saved so much money having anyone else be this character, but it was Rihanna. And for that reason, I'm just like, literally, why are you here? Like, that doesn't make any sense. It's just really funny because, like, that movie only has, like, two female characters in it. So it makes you think, like, Brooklyn Decker was the only one. And then they, somebody was like, uh, we should probably have another female in here. And uh, they were probably like, okay, who's somebody that we can just stick in this movie that's popular, that we can get for a decent rate? People will come see it because of this person, and we don't need to worry about their actual acting skills. And, like, Wait, boom, that's Brooklyn where we go. Brooklyn Decker was in Battleship? Yeah, she was the, the girlfriend. She was the girlfriend to I Taylor Kitsch's character. I didn't realize that was Brooklyn Decker. Yeah. It is. That's who it was, right? Yeah. I, yeah I'm, not, I so. I'm not calling you a liar. It's just like... Oh, yeah, you had me second-guessing it because I, mean, like, I haven't you know, seen that in a long time. You know, when, you know, as a kid, Brooklyn Decker was like, you know, the the like the like face of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I can't believe I didn't realize that was her. Wow. Would you, look, you just learn that issue. now? You had every issue of Sports Illustrated, right? <laughs> I, I did. I did. You know, actually, funny story. I was never allowed to read any of those. That does I was, I was surprise say, me Cameron, even a little bit. Karen's parents say, oh, you can't watch uh, Rugrats, but here's a Sports no, Illustrated swimsuit. So here's what would happen is um, we got you it. Just, you just couldn't read. That was the issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, every time my parents would leave and I was home alone, I knew exactly where my dad kept the sports illustrated swimsuit edition and i would oh, go no way i yes i did i would find it and i would be like oh wow there's some really great articles in this this is hilarious i don't know what part of that was funnier the fact that you did that or the fact that your dad had a stash of the sports illustrated swimsuit edition no it was just the one he held it was in like it was just this one it was in this like it was like where he kept like his financial records or something <laughs> And that's so. Anyway, that's my background on Brooklyn Decker. We gotta do a documentary on Cameron. <laughs> I, no, I don't know if I really want to work on that. We'll probably uh, uncover some stuff that we don't really want to know. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that's true. Cameron, who tell us about uh, your pick? Yeah, so I chose the Black Family and Suburbicon because I'm. I mean, I I think both of you guys have good point, or you know, chose characters that I agree. You know, it is a little weird why they're there. But, like, the Black family in Suburbicon, there is no reason for this for them to be in this movie. It fe- Suburbicon, as its own thing, was, you know, an absolute mess because they tried to... Like, the story with Matt Damon was awful. But then the fact that there's, like, this other subplot where there's this, you know, there's this Black family that moved into this white neighborhood. It just feels like a completely different movie. And so, one, they could take it out of the movie without it feeling like anything, you know, any difference. In fact, it would probably actually be better because they would be able to focus on Matt Damon's storytelling a little bit more. But also, the fact that they're framing a white character story with some... They're using the, you know, uh, Black family, uh, kind of their 
their terror that they endured in a white neighborhood as a framing device for another white character is such a ridiculously bizarre and <laughs> flat out dumb choice for story that it's it's i think it's the only one out of all the movies where it's just like there's literally quite literally no reason for this family to be here but there's also a fantastic reason for them not to be here <laughs> yeah that's a good point um i think the thing that differentiates my pick between the two of yours is that mine is essentially a main character in the film that not only shouldn't have been in this one but it was almost offensive how he was in this movie. In movie i don't even know you know honestly not almost offensive it was offensive <laughs> like if you don't remember in wonder woman 1984 you're lucky if you don't remember that but chris pine's reintroduction to the franchise is his mind body and spirit taking over an existing person and we have no idea what happens to that existing person. They're just in the void the entire time Chris Pine is there. And it's just the reason that I think that because the character of Steve Trevor should win this award is that it was just lazy how they brought him back. Like it was lazy, it was inconsiderate, and it was just to try and boost the movie by having the other main lead from your first entrant showing up again. And he doesn't do anything in the movie of pertinence. If anything, he's an idiot the entire time. Like he's just lollygagging around he's like, oh, what is this flying machine thing? Like, this isn't how I used to fly. And what is this trash can over here? This thing's crazy. I just think it was ridiculous that they brought him back. I understand people wanted him back, but how they did it was just poorly executed. You know, I'm I'm not gonna lie, Ryan. Mm-hmm. I when you said Chris Pine, I was like, oh yeah, you know he's he's kind of his, him being in the movie was kind of stupid, um, but I had completely forgotten how he was in the movie. I yeah. completely forgotten the whole yeah. subplot where he took over some random dude's body and he <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just ridiculous. Like, the whole that non-consensual uh stuff that we talked about in our episode yeah i completely mm -hmm. forgot about that yeah so is anybody after that is anybody ready to bend and switch so we can pick a winner what are we thinking here i, I can, go for it joel as a cameron i don't think i could go your way i think i could be persuaded ryan's way and the mm -hmm. only reason i say that cam and you, you kind of actually made the point was there was an attempt for those characters to mean something. So like though what they were used for sucked, mm -hmm. like they were in there because the director, in this case, George Clooney had a reason for them to be there. Albeit a terrible reason. Yeah. There was a reason for them to be there. Whereas, Again, I feel like with, with mine, Rihanna literally had no, like, not that she had no place in the movie, but the character did not matter, right? And in Ryan's sense, like I said, I can I can be persuaded to Ryan's, I think. Um, but like he said, Steve Trevor's also, like, a main character in that franchise, right? So, like, he did not need to be there, 
but there's at least a little bit more for him to be there. And I, I understand that, but then it boils back down to, well, if you no, wanted him back... with how if, he was in there is right. terrible. I do if, agree, yeah. Absolutely. If you wanted him to be in the sequel, don't kill him in the first one. Mm-hmm. Like, jo- come on. Joel, the reason why I disagree with you on my pick is because it's... And, and Ryan, I see where you're coming from, but literally while watching the movie, before we had... Any, you know, oh, this is going to be the refundings. This is going to be a, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, a category. I was literally watching the movie going, why are these people here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Joel's kind of right, though. Like, they, I think they have a purpose in the film. It was just really poorly executed. Like, that's just where I lean there. I don't even know. The, I, 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 to be honest, I can't even tell you what their purpose was in the movie. I mean, nothing in that movie really had a purpose. That's why we it was on our show. But I could, like, I don't know. I guess I could see it a little bit. Um, so are we, are we at a stalemate? Or is somebody ready to jump? Well, I mean, it sounds like, even though I, I believe I have the correct one here. I, I do. I truly believe it. <laughs> Of course no you one do. was arguing and he's yeah. like, I do, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um I do I will say as I said initially, um I had forgotten the Chris Pine mm-hmm. the craziness that was behind and I just like a sheer overlooking of how wildly inappropriate that yeah. <laughs> plot line was. Um so I feel like if I had to go one way, Joel I, I I'm sorry. The Rihanna thing is not really an issue for me. I don't have an issue with her character. Not a good movie. Most of the characters in that movie were useless. So you know, and your point of oh, you know, bring a non-actor in to do something, you they and they didn't make use of her. I can give you a million bajillion other movies: The Weeknd and Uncut Gems, Taylor Swift and The Giver, or Valentine's no, Day. Absolutely. We just haven't covered those movies. Not yet. <laughs> um, so I guess for for that reason, I I, I would pr- if since I have to change my vote because we're going to be a stalemate, and it doesn't sound like either of you would vote for one of my for my movie. Uh, I'd go with uh, Ryan's. I can I can go with I can go to Ryan's direction. Okay, so we have our winner. We have our winner. Okay, and the refundy goes to Chris Pine. Wonder Woman, 1984. Presenting the worst line of dialogue, Mark Wahlberg and R2-D2, who has the best lines of dialogue. Hey everybody, it's a real honor to be here. R2, how are you feeling tonight? That's great, I know exactly what you mean. Before we get along with presenting our first award here, that we're here to present, we have a special musical guest. Is that Kristen Chenoweth coming on stage? Like a comet pulled from orbit as it passes a sign. That's great, KK, no one cares. Okay, here, so shut up. We're gonna move on now and we're gonna present this award, okay? This award is for worst line of dialogue. Because look, sometimes you're just trying to talk to somebody, okay? And dialogue can be really freaking stupid. <laughs> See, R2, we know that that is your line. That happens every time you get shot or electrocuted. You could shut up already, okay? I'm trying to present an award here. Anyway, like I said, we're here to present the award for worst line of dialogue in a movie. I have several of them in several of my movies. Remember the one with the plants? Jesus Christ. Anyway, here are some awards. Star Wars, Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. Transformers, The Last Night. The Emoji Movie. 
Okay. I like okay, this. So do we each want to say what our line was? Ryan, if you – wait, what movie did you pick? Rise of so, Skywalker? I did, Rise of Skywalker, yeah. If you say the one that I, I almost picked, I'm going to laugh. So you want me to just tell you what the Go quote ahead. was? yeah. Somehow, Palpatine returned. Oh, no, that was not the one I was going to pick. There's a lot to pick from there from that a, movie. I was going to pick I'm Ray. Ray Skywalker. That, one, Ray, uh, <laughs> that one's horrible. But I'm I, Ray. I, Ray Mundo. <laughs> I think the I think the one that I picked is the worst line in that movie. I really do. Uh, for um, me, and I brought this up during the episode. I believe this is the little robot dude that I like that says it. But that weird thing we've been waiting sixteen hundred years to happen. Oh uh, yeah, it happened. Yeah, no, that's a good one too. Um, Cameron, what about what quote from Emoji Movie? So, like I said, this is kind of a cop out. I wrote every single line in the emoji movie script no 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 can't do that you did this last year with every you you did do anyone in collateral beauty yeah you did that last year it's so hard you have to pick you have to pick one otherwise you're not you're not gonna win he's like that's my secret cap i don't have one (laughs) you gotta pick one I don't have one. You have to pick I can, one. I can double nominate for Cameron if he doesn't have an individual line. I don't have an individual line because how I was do, just counting. How do you? T- how how could you have possibly thought that that was going to go go ahead? And we were going to be like, oh, you know what? He's right. Yeah, let's just give it to him. How did you think that that was going to happen? Because. Because why? Because I did. So that's like if, like, for best actor, they're like, you know what? Everybody in this movie was really good. You all get the award. That's not how that works. That there's literally a, an award, the SAG award for yeah, best but that's un, that's ensemble, but that's not the award that we're doing here. I said best actor. Ryan's drunk. No, I'm sober. <laughs> I'm the sober one here. I think I just think that you have to pick one. Otherwise, I think we, I I don't like doing this, but I think we would just have let's to give him let's give him fifteen seconds of a. I, I don't have look a line. A you literally can't pick one line in the. I film. don't remember any. Um, you can't go. You can't Google. Type away on your giant keyboard. Be like, <laughs> hey, worst lines of dialogue in the emoji movie, and just look through the list and be like, oh yeah, that one. That's you the worst one. You can't do that. Be emoji movie. And yeah. At the bottom, there should be a thing that says quotes. It's I think. so okay, easy. I'm, I'm I'm there. I'm there. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh, so. So while you're figuring it out, Joel, we can go back and forth about why we think our line in our films is the worst one. Um, the reason that I went with somehow Palpatine returned <laughs> is because it's just so lazy. Like, it's so lazy that you cannot come up with anything new and interesting in this franchise that not only are you bringing back the character that we just don't need to see any more of, your reason for bringing him back is just, we couldn't come up with something in the writer's room that made sense, so we're just going to say, oh, he just came back. It's just lazy writing, and I I think it's ridiculous. I get that point, because I thought about that too. My thing with that is, well, I guess we essentially did, but we're not covering the franchise. We're covering individual films and although i am am talking about individual film no i know i know but it's lazy because of what came before it right had we never met palpatine before and i get that that's like that's not the circumstances but like had we never met palpatine before and they said oh somehow he returns we wouldn't consider it lazy we consider it lazy because he's come back in every aspect of the trilogy or every aspect of the Star Wars, every, every Star Wars trilogy, he's been a part of, right? So that's why it's deemed lazy. 
I think dialogue wise, that's more of a story thing than a dialogue thing, right? Like that's just an overall story beat. The dialogue is just because of that that story beat. So it's not the dialogue necessarily that's lazy. It's the fact that they chose to put Palpatine in the film in the first place that's lazy. But again, that relates all the way back to to what what came see, before. See, it. but I, I disagree slightly, and then I'll let you go because if they had hinted at him coming back in the Last Jedi. Like, we knew he was coming back, and then when the movie came out, it was like, oh, I wonder how they're going to explain how he's coming back. And they're just like, oh, somehow he returned. That would be pulling from other films. I think this one in particular, they don't hint at him coming back in any capacity throughout the the Disney trilogy. Mm-hmm. And it just gets shoehorned in because they – and it has a lot to do with the behind-the-scenes bullshit that Disney was doing with Star Wars where they fired Colin Trevorrow and they brought J.J. back in and J.J. was kind of trying to wipe away the stuff that Ryan Johnson did. It's just if you're going to bring back this major character in the franchise, just give me some sort of story reason as to why they're back. I just think it's lazy, and that's why I picked it. Um, Just Cameron, to chime Cameron's, in here. Cameron's here. He's ready. Just to t- chime in. No, I wanted to comment on what you guys were talking about. Please. Um, so I get I, – I, so I think what Joel is kind of – I get what Joel is coming from where it seems like he's like – we're kind of like looking at the dialogue in a vacuum where he's saying like, oh, well, that line itself isn't necessarily bad dialogue. And – I agree with him in that, but I also see where Ryan's coming from where he's like, okay, well, like dialogue has meaning inherently built into it. And when we're talking about the, you know, this line, everything in the story is also comes to fruition in this line. That's why it's the worst piece of dialogue. So I I get where both of you guys are coming from. Go ahead. I do have a question. This is, this is a general, a, a genuine question because I don't remember does somebody say that, or is it just in the crawl? Poe says it. Poe Dameron says it. He does say in it. the movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that wasn't like a like a, I don't believe you. I just don't remember if it was actually said. Yeah. No, he does. I did double check that because if that was the case, I wouldn't have picked it. But mm-hmm. he does say it very early in the movie when he's addressing the rest of the resistance. He says somehow Palpatine returned. Um, what about yours? I'd like to know why you picked that one from the last night. Well, very similar from what you said. It's just lazy, right? It's yeah, like, exactly. And we talk about this with with Michael Bay as a whole. Wait, you, sorry, what it, was your line again, Joel? It was uh, from The Last Night. It is the little robot character that's like the butler. And he says, you know that weird thing we've been waiting 1,600 years to happen? Oh, It yeah. happened. <laughs> um, I can see how they would almost be trying to take that like a comedic route. But as we know with Michael Bay, like He's not his funny. dialogue's just not good. You know what I mean? Like, like, I don't know a Michael Bay movie that has good dialogue where it's like it stands out like while the writing in this was phenomenal. Ambulance. Ambulance. (laughs) Ambulance. Um, I can't wait for the second one. Um, But, yeah, so for me it was just like – it's hard because it was like – it did make me laugh, but not because it was funny, but because it was like, oh, I can't believe they just said that. You know? (laughs) Like they couldn't think of anything better to say. To kind of advance the plot other than like oh remember that like he easily could have described like what it was they easily could have been like oh we've been waiting years for such 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 to happen they're finally here you know or yeah. oh you know we've been worried about this threat for 1600 years the days finally come like whatever like there's so many more creative ways to say this yeah. but instead they just go oh 
You remember the thing we thought was going to happen for 16 years? Well, uh, it's happening. Here it is. Yeah, um, I mean, so again, dialogue. Yeah. what you said. It is, it's just lazy. Yeah, you know? dialogue. Both of these that we've picked are follow the same thing. Where, like, you're trying to set up something major in the story, and the way you're delivering it doesn't get me excited for what's happening. Right. Um, Cameron, do you have one? Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, which, which one are you giving us? We're number two. <laughs> and just okay. for context everyone yeah. Yeah. this is when patrick stewart who plays daddy poop daddy comes poop. daddy poop that's what he is in the credits yeah i wish that was his name <laughs> yeah comes out of the the stall with his son baby poop and they go <laughs> we're number two um and they uh, chant it yeah yeah over and do. over again um i Again, there's a lot of terrible puns throughout. Mm-hmm. Uh, puns are the lowest form of comedy. How dare you? Um, and I and let me make this clear. I enjoy a good pun here and there. Oh, I think you were say you enjoy the Emoji Movie. No, <laughs> no, we know he doesn't. Uh, not enjoy Joel. That. Um, but that being said, uh, I don't like poop jokes. And especially I don't like it when they force Patrick Stewart to uh, be a poop joke. My favorite do thing about joke. about your pick is that they originally asked Jordan Peele to I, do that, isn't that role. Incredible? And when he saw it in the script, he stopped acting. He's <laughs> just like, you know what, I'm just going to focus on directing instead. <laughs> um, that's a great story. It's a great story. Um, so, yeah, that that's my pick. And I, I feel like it doesn't need too much of an explanation because it's just awful yeah okay um so here we are we have our three contenders is anybody willing yet to jump to a different one i don't think your guys's lines are worse than mine i'm gonna be honest well i think with yours like yours is the only one that works in the context of the film properly like it's not. It's a That's horrible a line. line. No, it's a horrible line. I get it, but they what they were trying to convey with the line did its job. That doesn't mean it's a good line, but it did its job. I'm not budging. <laughs> I, I I can't. I I like. I don't think that either of your guys are worse than that one. You know. Whereas when we were talking about why are you here, I could kind of say, okay, yes, you know. Steve Rogers or whatever his name is. Um, Steve Rogers. Captain close, America. Close enough, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I could see that, but I, I can't budge from this one. Okay. Um, Joel, what about you? What are you thinking? Uh, I also don't want to budge. I can't believe worst line of dialogue is going to be the one we're fighting here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't want it to come off like we're bullying Cameron. I know that's how it always goes. But, like... And this, this is going to be me defending Emoji Movie again. But uh-huh. like, <laughs> <laughs> it's made for kids. <laughs> <laughs> that movie, it's like, like Ryan kind of said, like in the context and the vibe of the movie, like that absolutely fits. Uh-huh. As terrible of a line as it may be, it's also just a dumb joke that like, yeah, that's what that whole movie was. So it's like, at what point do we have to say, and this and this goes for both Ryan and I as well, but like, at what point do we have to say, yeah, it's a dumb line, but 
for what surrounds it, it fits. Right. You know, and like Joel, you just said like it's oh yeah, it's a Michael Bay movie, but you know, that what no, do you right, like? But, it, how is right, that right, different? Right, no, one hundred percent. But Transformers, though it has like these quote unquote comedic elements, it's not supposed to be a funny movie per se. Like it has funny elements to it. They tried like, really hard. But like they to try to have this more like serious actiony type story, right? It, I mean, you could say something about ambulance. There's so many lines in ambulance where it's like, "Wow, this is dumb. It doesn't fit with this movie," you know. Um, so I, I mean, I can get where you're coming from, but I just think again, I mean, it's hard. It's hard because at the end of the day, it just makes it's just me defending emoji movie. But it's like, yeah, again, that movie, like I, I that, that that line, I don't. It just fits with the vibe of the rest of the film. I almost to the point where I don't think it's like enough. Also, it wasn't not taking a shot. It wasn't bad enough that you you had to look that up. It wasn't bad enough that I was I was waiting for you to bring that up. It was not bad enough that it stood out to you. You had to look it up to remember that. So, uh, so um, I I just also want to mention something. Um, I real I was this close. I I even had it in the first draft of the uh, monologue that I wrote, having a joke where Joel said his favorite movie of the year was Emoji Movie, and I cut it out. And now I really wish I didn't because wait, it's wait come to fruition. The, I'd, I'd watch that again. Award. Oh, no, that one's coming next. Um, okay, so it sounds like neither of you were willing to budge. I'm not so I think it falls on me. Uh, Joel, budge. Are you the, willing to budge? Uh, Joel, question. you know, you budged in the last one, so I think, like, as much as I hate what I I picked, budged in the first one! I know you did. Um, it, it's... He hasn't said where he's budging, he just said he is budging. Yeah, I just am willing to budge on this one. Um, That's a first. Yes, no kidding. Um, we gotta get to the next one, so. Uh, <laughs> the I hate my line of dialogue... I think with yours, Joel, it's it's not significant and oh, it's not significant enough in the film to like really like ruin it for me. But that being said, it's the it's probably the worst line in that movie, if I'm being honest. Like because it just again, it's lazy, and I I don't like lazy writing. None of us like lazy writing. I'm not surprised. That's why you stopped writing. Yeah, that's why. I'm not surprised <laughs> that there's I'm not surprised that there's lazy writing in a Transformers movie, but this is the laziest of the lazy. So I am willing to budge in your favor. Wow. I can't believe that the on our podcast, the Emoji movie is the most defended movie in the history of the I'd Like a Refund not podcast. Not only from one person, not no, from me. No, you just defended. I'm the not defending it. Movie. I just think that the I think the last night has worse dialogue. Mm-hmm. I'm not defending the emoji movie. I okay. think that movie's horrible. Uh, but it I'm, sure sounds like it. We'll let okay. the viewers decide. All right. Well, Joel, <laughs> since you since your pick won, by all means, announce the winner. And the refundy goes to Transformers. The last night. Presenting the I'd Watch That Again Award, it's Jared Leto playing his character from House of Gucci. Buongiorno, it's a me, Paolo Gucci. 
I know you were expecting respected character actor method acting genius Jerry Leto, but I am here instead because uh, there is no such a person as Jared Leto. There's only been uh, Paolo Gucci. You see, because this is the exact kind of bullshit you get with uh, the method acting. It has a scrambled spaghetti in my brain. Oh, I could eat a spaghetti for days. I could eat it again and again, just like my mama used to make. Speaking of things you can do again and again, here are the nominees for I'd Watch That Again Award and Arrivederci from Paolo Gucci. Logan Lucky. The Last Jedi. The Cat in the Hat. I Before we get into this, Ryan, I'm curious. Did you count... Because I counted this, I obviously didn't pick it. Did you count Muppet Haunted Mansion? No, because it wasn't one of our proper episode films. Okay. Um, I like, I un- I would have understood if somebody had picked it, but I didn't. I did not think it was eligible. But I wouldn't have arg- I wouldn't have like been like, oh, that's a horrible pick if you had picked it. I'll say this up front: I would watch all of these movies again. There were actually a lot of movies in this list. Me I too. They weren't. Yeah. Was bad. A ton of movies. Yeah. All three of these are viable contenders to like throw on again um and the refundy goes to all three no no i'll uh, i'll go first um both of your movies are better made movies i think the cat in the hat was the most fun i had watching a movie for our show that's understandable absolutely yeah. i did i did not go into that expecting to enjoy it even remotely and I checked but my notes again before, right? No, I hadn't. No, I had I don't not remember seen that. That, that was that was your first time watching it. It was, yeah, and I was blown away by how much I just actually enjoyed that film. Um, I think Mike Myers actually gives a fantastic performance as the Cat in the Hat, and he he goes like so dark with it that for people our age, it's entertaining. Um, so yeah, I I really enjoyed that film. I don't think it's as good as a movie as your two, but it was the most fun I had working on the show watching a film. Um. For mine, and, and, and this is one I, I can easily budge on, because like I said, I both of these movies, totally agree. I would watch both. Um, for me, it's like Steven Soderbergh, when, when it's like, I'm going to tell this story here, and it was a fun story, right? Like, the movie is, like, kind of chaotic. and it, Not in the sense of, like, the movie itself is crazy, but, like, what takes place in the movie is kind of chaotic, and the way that they tell the story a little bit has these little kind of, like, things that are kind of fun, right? For me, what really sold it is Channing Tatum and Daniel Craig both, like, tried. Like, they genuinely tried with this movie. It wasn't like they were phoning it in. I thought everybody were, was pretty good in yeah, this. Yeah, they all, exactly. Riley Coe or how, Keo. Adam, how, Adam Driver. Adam Driver, um, the little kid, uh, Mackenzie something. Um, yeah. Like, they all tried. You Like, they all genuinely went for it with this movie. And... I think I said it when we covered the episode, but, like, I didn't hate this movie. No. You know, like, it was actually pretty decent. Um, I think that's definitely a movie that I would watch it because there were individual moments that I was, like, I can't remember off the top of my head now, but I know if I were watching it, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I forgot that this happens. Like, that's really funny. Like, I think back to the part when they're 
taking all the money in the first place and you think it's about to explode with the, and they do like the whole thing with like the, the bags mm-hmm. and whatnot. It's like, that's like funny. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, I, I'll be totally cool to, to sway either direction here, honestly. Uh, but that's for me, that's why I went with Logan lucky. I just think it was a, it was a fun concept with people who gave it their all as opposed to phoning it in when they could have. Right. Okay. So this is another one and I know it might seem like I'm not flexible. Um, I've seen you stretch. <laughs> yeah. So you'll know I'm not flexible. Um, I, I I really wouldn't be able to choose one of your guys' movies because I chose Logan Lucky. Oh, yeah, you did. Right? And so, like, there's a reason why it was on the podcast. Yeah. And I hated Cat in the <laughs> I despised watching that movie. Um, and so, I mean, for me... I and you guys know this because of the episode that we had. The Last Jedi is like my personal favorite Star Wars movie. Right. Um, I think it's excellent. I think is of all of the movies on our list. I mean, there's a couple that like I, I feel like Sorry to Bother You would be like my second place for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But like. It's almost mine. Yeah. Like I. I feel like I feel like if someone chose Sorry to Bother You, I might. But like for me, it's just ridiculously easy that. You know, Star Wars: The Last Jedi is hands down. I think it's probably the best movie we've watched on this podcast as a whole. Honestly, um, Cameron, you you forgot we we watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I which I you know. <laughs> oh, we watched. I, I mean, we like. also we also watched Joker. We also <laughs> watched Guardians of the Galaxy on here too. Yeah, exactly. Last Jedi is better than all of those. So. Um, Ryan, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I'm ready. I'm actually ready to flip. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you want to say something else, by all means, go ahead, but I'm okay. ready. Okay. Um, I am I'm willing to jump on Cameron's side with this one. Woo! Uh, I was going to say, uh, that's what I was going to say. It, yeah. it was, I um, would go Cameron's way here. Yeah, I think The Last Jedi is the second best film Disney has done with Star Wars. I think Rogue One is my favorite. Um, I just really like what they did with that one outside of the linear story that they're telling. Um but yeah, Last Jedi, I appreciate for the risks that they took with it, the story beats that they were going for, and I'm disappointed, again, with how I talked about Rise of Skywalker, disappointed that they threw a lot of those away in the one following it. So yeah, um, were you going to do the same thing, Joel, you said? You were going to flip? Yeah, I, I could totally go Cameron's way here. Um, Cat in the Hat, it's, I grew up on that movie. Like I have the DVD of it. I used to watch it in the, in the car all the time. But like, if I'm deciding between these three movies, as much as I said i would rewatch logan lucky like of these three that are presented i would pick the last jedi yeah you know like that's the one that i would actually watch of these three had yeah. cameron picked something else maybe i wouldn't be so you know open to swaying but mm-hmm. in this situation with what was presented yeah i can definitely agree with with the last jedi okay so uh cameron uh you have the winner if you'd like to announce uh who won the category awesome and the refundi goes to Star Wars, The Last Jedi. More refundies to come after a brief word from our sponsors. Fellas, has this ever happened to you? You're in the bathroom, peeing at the urinal, and think you're all done. But some drops of pee are still coming out of your penis. 
Don't you wish there was something that could help with this daily issue? Introducing the Manpon. Women have been using tampons for years to help with leakage. And isn't it time for men to be afforded the same luxury? Well now, the Manpon is here to make all your lives even easier. Using the Manpon is easy. Before you zip back up at the urinal, simply take the Manpon and shove it in your pee hole. Then you'll live your life not worrying about leakage. And when it's time to go again, Simply pull it out and you'll be good to go. Manpon. Caution, please do not reuse Manpon after first use. If Manpon gets stuck in your penis, please consult a doctor immediately. Manpon is not supposed to be used for anything other than pee-pee. No poo-poo. Manpon. This is Sports Ball. I'm Dan Brinkley. Today in baseball, the San Francisco sports players currently have the number six on their side of the scoreboard, while the other team has a three. In basketball, the Miami Tall Guys placed second out of two in their game against the New York Ball Handlers. And in the football, a devastating loss for the Dallas overpaid athletes, losing 69 to nothing to the Chicago Helmets. That's what's going on in sports. Now back to more important things in life. Presenting the Worst Child Actor Award, it's Elmo, Cookie Monster, and Big Bird. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Elmo. I am Cookie Monster. And I'm Big Bird. And we're here to announce the nominees who are the best child actor. Um, actually, Cookie, the envelope says... The worst child actor. Worst child actor? But Cookie Monster never have worked with worst child actor before. I think that, that Elmo might disagree. Yeah, um, there are a few children out there that have ruined Elmo's reputation. And that's kind of why my voice sounds a little bit different now. Yeah, uh, we're not going to go too deep into that. They were all accusations. Accusation? What? Accusation mean? An accusation is something that's not true, okay? It can't be proven, it is not true. And I was never proven to have done anything, okay? The nominees for Worst Child Actor are... Harry Collette, Doolittle. Harry Collette, Doolittle. Noah Ringer, The Last Airbender. So. Oh, wow. I okay. wasn't sure if Noah Ringer fell into the criteria. I checked. He was 13 yeah, he at counts. the time. He definitely counts. Yeah, hey, for sure. Now, I kept looking at Doolittle. I didn't I didn't go to the IMDb, but I kept looking at Doolittle. I was like, I know there were kids in this movie, right? Yeah. But I couldn't remember. Stubbins. If the, ki- if the kids were. Yeah. Yeah. So Our guy Stubbins. I'm, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Um. Here's my thing, and obviously I have to plead my case, and it's up to you guys if you if you flop. Okay. My issue here is the last Airbender is a massive, yeah, massive, yeah, cultural thing. Okay, people love this. No one hates it, right? It's either people really love it or they just never watched it. Okay. Granted, you, this you mean in in terms of the animated show, right? Yes, 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah, not the film. I was gonna say de- people definitely hate this uh, this film. Uh, so in terms of the animated the animated the animated show. Now, granted, M Night Shyamalan was at the helm of this, okay, and we've had our things with M Night over the years, and we'll continue over the <laughs> next year. week. Continue yeah. to have so next year yeah, or next week. 
Um, as we discussed in the episode, very little emotion. Okay, it almost didn't feel like he was acting. It just felt like he was delivering lines. And the whole movie is based around this character. If you are the lead character, essentially the title character. I know he doesn't. It, Aang isn't in the title, but he is the last Airbender. You are the character this movie is about. You'd think he'd try and carry it a little bit more, and he didn't, right? I I haven't checked his IMDb. I don't know what he's done before this. <laughs> I don't know what he's done after this. But that performance alone was enough that it was like, come on, bro. Like, step it up. Like, this is your movie. Yeah, you are the star of You the movie. are the star of this movie. And it just felt like there was no effort. And again, this could be all from M. Night, right? M. Night could have been the ones that go, no, go this route. Yeah, this is good. This is what I want from you. Okay, totally could be the case. We've had this argument before with with uh, M. Night and After Earth, right? We've had the same argument, okay? But for me, especially considering that he was 13, a little bit older, so he can understand, like, what's good and what's not good better yeah. than freaking Charles Wallace over <laughs> in Wrinkle in Time, who just no, doesn't realize he's being annoying. Yeah, I don't know, you know? if we're ever going to have a child actor that's yeah, that award was Wallace, made. So. That award was made for literally, Charles yeah. Wallace. Literally made it for yeah, him, yeah. yeah. I was literally thinking when we were going through this, I was like, we should probably change this to just worst actor next year. Because, yeah. like, worst child actor is super specific. What are you drinking, Ryan? Just water. Mm. Mm. Gotta stay Good hydrated. Stuff. I have that sparkling uh, water. Joel, I don't... If you're if you're done, or if you're not done, keep going. But Yeah, I mean, I can, I, I can be done. Uh, like I said, <laughs> I, I was trying to go through and, like, think of it. The only other child actor I could think of was Jacob Tremblay from... Uh, uh, book of henry and i was trying to remember i was like yeah, well, it's also uh really. jaden martell in that yeah, as well nah, the thing nah. i think the thing with book of henry is that it wasn't like it was like poor it wasn't like the production the act, the, value the, i don't think the acting, acting was bad yeah, i agree it i don't was, think the acting was the problem exactly. in that it was purely um story and directorial yeah uh issues with that movie <clears throat> um so yeah uh like i said i I won't be offended if I lose this here, if neither of you want to sway. Um, I totally forgot for doing little. I tried, and I was like, yeah, I could just see the I, – I just kept remembering the girl. Um, yeah, yeah, and she's, so bar- she's barely in the movie, well, so. Right. You know, I think – yeah, so R- Ryan, I think you kind of had the same thought. When Joel said Last Airbender, we were like, oh – yeah, I completely spaced on that movie. Yeah, I forgot about for that child too. Actor. So here's the thing with child actor. Now, now that I'm thinking about it, mm-hmm. um, I feel like Harry Collette would go really well on the wire. You hear, because like his character literally did nothing in. It was pointless. Yeah. Um, in that, I but I also I also think he did a really really terrible job but it's not like he was given much and so because of that now I, I i will also say so just for the record i am going to switch over to um noah ringer uh because i completely forgot about that um yeah however i will say i don't think noah ringer is the worst performance in the last airbender is he I, the worst is he the worst child performance in the movie is he well it depends what we consider a child i the only other one i would probably classify maybe is the girl that played katara that's who i would say is 
that's who I would say is the worst performance so in the she movie. She was 15 at the time. I feel like someone under 16 is still, I mean, technically, eight, I, under yeah, 18 can, is yeah. a child, minor. Yeah. I would say she's worse. And the reason why I say that is because she at least had some background in acting. Joel, I know you said yeah. Noah Ringer had done I, nothing before yeah. this. And he and only he, did, yeah. He, he only, only did, did Cowboys and Aliens. He, did, he was in Cowboys and Aliens right oh, after this. Oh, yeah. And, and I never love saw that him movie. again. Never saw um, him again. Because and he actually quit acting because of how mean people were to him, how how mean the internet was to him Correct. about the last Airbender, which um, is not which is not cool. Regardless, no, of not cool no matter what. Um, but I mean, yeah, I I I'm gonna go with your pick of Noah Ringer because yeah. I completely forgot about that, and that's yeah, that's an over choice. that's an oversight on our end. Yeah. I'm glad you said it because that is the clear winner, and the refundy goes too. Noah Ringer, The Last Airbender. Here presents the Director Who Killed Their Career Award. It's Mark Wahlberg. And once again, R2-D2. Yeah, yeah, R2, calm the fuck down. We know, okay? We're here to present another award. They were kind enough and we were lucky enough to come back and do a second award. Don't mess this up on me, okay? I'm trying to get my career back on track after Transformers. So, we're here to present an award for director who ruined their career. A director is the backbone of an entire film. They have to make all the decisions, all the tough decisions, and they have to think about what's best for the film, and the pressure is really, really carried on the shoulders. But sometimes they make bonehead fucking decisions, and they just derail the entire movie, and therefore ruin their career. You know what I'm talking about. You've seen several of them. Again, do you remember the one with the plants? I was in it. It was terrible. You had to sit through it. I'm sorry. I want my money back and I got paid to do it. Anyway, I'm getting tired of these interruptions. These goddamn interruptions. We have another Devo trying to run on stage here. What is going on? Is that, is that Liza fucking Minnelli? What good is sitting alone in your room? Come hear the music play. Liza, shut the hell up. Nobody cares, okay? Sit down. Look, you're a treasure. We know. We love you. Actually, everybody does care. Why am I being an asshole? I have some anger issues that I need to work through here, I'm thinking. I'm thinking that I need to... Look... You're just, well, I'm realizing you're just trying to talk to me, and I'm interrupting you, but I'm here to do a job. I'm here to present this award. R2, come on, back me up. You know what I'm talking about. That's right, Liza, we're going to present this award now for director who tried to ruin their entire career. All right, Mark. You're really fucking beautiful, you know that? Anyway, here are the nominees for director who killed their career. I know, right? Hold on, okay? Patty Jenkins, Wonder Woman, 1984. Chris Columbus. Pixels. Colin Trevorrow, The Book of Henry. Okay, okay. I, I, I is... almost picked Colin Trevorrow, but like, he has work lined up. That's my thing. Okay, but like, wh- he's literally he literally has a movie coming out in like two in, months. In, um, like, yes, two months. Okay, that's fine. That that's all good and dandy. They took away yeah. Star Wars from True. him. Okay, well, they but, took uh, that, but, away Star but Wars. I, from but him. I can also make that argument because Patty Jenkins was supposed to do the Rogue Squadron movie, and they have in, indefinitely they, pushed it. They haven't pulled it. They haven't, they haven't pulled, pulled it though. It, ha- it, it was they didn't it, it had a release date, and it was indefinitely. That's fine. They pushed. also did, they did the same thing with uh, Rian Johnson's movie as well. Which one? He had a movie with them that he was going. To oh no, he had a he had a trilogy, 
and they took it away. Oh, did they? Yeah. So did the so did the guys at Game of Thrones. They also had a trilogy and they took it away. Oh, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> no, the reason why I say Colin Trevorrow again because like Colin Trevorrow all of a sudden was this kind of overnight overnight hit right uh he had the movie you know in the early 2010s come out safety not guaranteed which mm-hmm. was a an indie hit mm-hmm. uh you know did well and then they gave this guy with very little experience and you know very little um directing experience especially big budget stuff they gave him jurassic world which is kind of a crazy pick or like they 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 went out on a limb and like i like i'm wondering if this was you know in nowadays right post pandemic if they would they probably wouldn't go with you know a guy like this for one of the biggest franchises it, it seems to risk um and i, I would risking. like i would like to i think he knocked it out of the park absolutely I thought, he, I thought that movie's great he nailed it there's a reason there is a reason why all of a sudden everyone's like i want to work with colin trevorrow there's a reason why star why lucas films disney was like oh hey this is the guy we're gonna have end our sequel trilogy and of mm-hmm. course this was before um you know the trill like obviously the trilogy had gone all- completely off rails this is the guy who we're going to entrust with our ip and then he makes book of henry and all of a sudden it just like overnight essentially we gone uh, you just see projects disappear off of you know his um off of his uh slate and yes i understand that he's doing the third jurassic world i i understand that and so you could say oh yeah you know this hasn't killed his career um i it did i think it did kill kind of the exponential growth of his career I think he would have been, I mean, he went, he had the biggest franchise and it probably is something that haunts him at night. Honestly, he had the biggest franchise in film history in his hands, literally in his grasp. And because he released a movie that was so bad, so awful, they took that away from him. And I and like I, I I get you know I get your Chris Columbus with Pixels, his career is our his career is already kind of dwindling. I don't think that's as much of a uh, as much of an issue. And then Ryan with Patty Jenkins, I again we still know Patty Jenkins is a part at least right now is still part of the DCEU, and um, and like you like Joel said, she hasn't officially lost her Star Wars movie. Okay, but the reason that I I disagree with you here is i think both your pick and my pick made movies that are so terrible that all of the good graces that they had before that are gone completely gone i disagree i disagree i think both of your situations look this is what's tough about especially about this industry it's always as they say you are as good as your last film okay that's that's a very common saying so in both these situations, yeah, that sucks. But Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman film, is a good movie. It has its flaws, but it's a very good movie. Jurassic World, to reboot a very popular franchise 
and do a decent job with it. I would say even more than decent. Like I enjoyed Jurassic World. Okay. I don't care what he did after. Like that shows me he can direct a film, right? And so you look at a movie like Book of Henry. Yeah, it is wild. What's wild about it? The story. Okay. Not to say that the director doesn't have any say in this, but he didn't write this. Neither of them wrote these movies, right? I don't. I don't think. Patty no, Jenkins Patty. Patty it. Jenkins wrote Wonder Woman 1984. That's the reason it's terrible. Okay, so there you go. So Patty Jenkins at least had a hand in the writing, right? I don't think Colin Trevorrow. We don't have to worry about him too much because that he was the all one him. who he was the one who called for massive rewrite, like to change the tone. Mm-hmm. Yes. No. I do remember that. I do remember that. I just think, I don't know. I, I well, why do you think that Christopher Columbus is a better candidate than these two? I don't know if I necessarily think he's better than both of these two. He obviously he's my pick, but Chris Columbus. We, we talked about this right now, Cameron. Colin Trevorrow has Jurassic World coming out in June. Okay, Patty Jenkins is attached to this Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Like that is still intended to come out. She is yet to be pulled from that project. They have yet to say that she is no longer the project. They pushed it back, but her name is still attached to that project. Okay, Chris Columbus had films coming out basically every couple of years. Like Cameron said, yeah, dwindling, dwindling a little bit. Right? He had something in 2010 with Percy Jackson. His next movie wasn't until Pixels in 2015. Sure. Okay. Pixels was an original concept based on a short film, but it was an original concept. They gave him a new film. His next film since Pixels was not until 22, uh, 2020, which was a sequel to a Netflix film. It was the Christmas Chronicles part mm-hmm. two. Okay. So he is not directing some new feature film that is an original idea, an original IP, or taking over an already existing massive IP. His next project in five years since having directed Pixel, no television, nothing in between, his very next project was a sequel to a Netflix Christmas film. Granted, the first Christmas Chronicles did fine. People enjoyed that movie. They really liked what Kurt Russell did with Santa Claus and all that stuff. I get it. But to be a sequel of a Netflix film, not going to theaters five years after your last theatrical release, to me, is a little bit like, eh. Both of your directors, well, Patty Jenkins, I guess, that would be going to Disney+. Plus. But Colin Trevorrow has a movie coming out, a massive movie, coming out in theaters this summer. It is a summer blockbuster film that is coming out in two months patty jenkins is attached to one of the biggest franchises whether that movie is hers or not yet we still have her name attached to it. it is one of the biggest franchises in the film industry right you have chris columbus coming off of a film that did not do well and his next movie is a netflix sequel so for me you got chris columbus who's directing all these harry potter movies and all that stuff all of a sudden dropping off so i i'm interested to hear what you guys say again i i, I can go either way i can I, i'm open to listening to what you guys have to say but especially like with colin trevor having Jurassic world dominion coming out this summer patty jenkins still being attached to a star wars franchise film like i i, I would need some persuading definitely don't you think that and you may not think this way but don't you think that christopher columbus was established enough that it doesn't really matter what he did from this point forward like he's already an established director it like he had enough success with the Home Alone films, Mrs. Doubtfire, the two Harry Potter films, that he's an established name in the directing world in Hollywood that 
any like any negative film that he would make doesn't really affect him as much as it was affect these two that were only had like one massive success in terms of like box office big hit and then their next attempt at a film torpedoed that success if he's so established and he's done all these good films that we know and love why has it been five years since he's given us anything that we talked uh, about? He's, he's been directing since 1987. Like He's been making so, feature films since then. Maybe do, he just doesn't want to do it anymore. I don't I know. I do want to step in here because I think, Joel, I, I, I think the issue I have with saying that Pixels was Chris Columbus's career killer... It's not even the worst movie he directed. Is he was already on a downward path a downward right. trajectory percy jackson yes percy jackson well yeah. not even that i mean um you know obviously he had the you know the harry potter films uh he had rent which the the film adaptation of rent is widely panned across both you know fans of the original musical and just film critics in general i love you beth cooper which i believe was another yeah 32 on metacritic uh and then of course percy jackson so i i I feel like saying that pixels i have a hard time saying that pixels was the career killer because there were other movies that contributed you know and we don't know we obviously we don't know what goes behind the scenes but like looking at his filmography I we could say oh you know he was already on a downward trajectory where I feel like and I I still think that Colin Trevorrow is the biggest example but I also feel like you could look at Patty Jenkins and say you know okay this movie was so bad and such a mess that all of a sudden these these conversations start happening and the reason why I have a hard time Ryan this is the reason why I have a hard time changing over to patty jenkins is because essentially everything we know about her career being killed is all based off of rumors and speculation and we don't have any official pulling out of anything from studios that's why i have a hard time going over to patty jenkins which is why i still would stick with colin trevorrow but then i have uh, i'm the thing with you is i have a hard time going to you because your pick literally has a massive movie about to come out like patty jenkins movies yeah she's still on the slate but they've been pushed like we have no idea when these other movies are coming out your pick has his next movie coming out in the next month and a half so that's why i can't go that way look i'll say this i'll say this i can understand you guys not agreeing with christian i had two answers for this my other one was joss whedon but I feel like you I thought can't about say Joss that Whedon. Age of Ultron is this career killer because no, no there's no. nothing behind the scenes that really. He just had a TV show come out last year. Yeah, yeah, sure, yes, you're right, but like, I mean, if we're gonna and if we're gonna pick something that f- fucked up his career, it's Justice League. So, if we're gonna pick something that fucked up his career, we're gonna pick it's, Joss Whedon. Yes, yes. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, Here's the, thing. the and, person. Yeah, Ryan, you're saying you're saying this about Cameron and and Trevor having Jurassic World Dominion coming out. You're right. That movie is coming out literally in two months. Mm-hmm. Like we've talked about that, okay? Two months from now. Less honestly, a month and a half at this yeah, point. Yeah, month and a half. Okay. Wonder Woman three is confirmed. Granted, Discovery Warner Brothers or Warner Discovery is like, eh, well, maybe we're gonna reboot this this DCEU. Who knows where that lies? Patty Jenkins is attached to two projects. Whether they're delayed or not, she is still attached to two projects. A Star Wars project and a DC project. Those are both massive franchises. 
in you know the the lexicon of pop culture okay so again but I'm but not neither saying, I'm, neither, not saying n- I'm not I, saying that chris columbus is the correct answer here i find it very hard to go with either of your answers maybe there's some other contender that not, none of us have brought <laughs> up but i find it very hard to go with either of yours considering Trevor has a movie coming out in a month and a half and Patty Jenkins is attached to two massive franchises. I know neither of them have a release date. I get that. But you it, it, she's literally listed as the director for both of these films that are slated to come out. Yeah, but there's I, it, but it's just there's no like the one that has had a release date got pushed to no set date. Disney literally removed it from its list of films coming out over the next couple of years. It got taken off. There is no confirmed next date for this movie. And Wonder Woman 3 was literally just Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot saying, we're going to make it. Does D- DC hasn't said they're going to make it? I'm pretty sure they have. Because I don't Linda think Carter, so. Because Linda Carter is attached as well. Because they've made a point to say that Linda Carter's character will have a bigger role. But who said Wonder that? But who said that? Did Patty Jenkins say it? Sure, no, did I'm Linda Carter sure say it? Or did come out to say it. So there was a press release with Linda Carter, them saying, hey, yeah, she's going to be play a bigger role in the next film. Because I haven't seen anything that confirmed uh, that the next movie is even going to come out. You can just assume that it's going to come out. I don't think Warner Brothers is going to torpedo this franchise. Because even with Wonder Woman 1984, Wonder Woman is one of the few characters they have that they can even use right now. Because all the other ones are well, yeah, shit in the bed. Not, it's Wonder Woman and Aquaman. You're right. You don't have a Superman anymore. Henry Cavill's out the door. You and Shazam. 15 Batman in the last year, right? Yeah, Shazam yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, you're right. We'll and see how the second point. one goes. I, I, I have heavy faith in David F. Sandberg. Um, I, I'm going to leave this up to you guys. Again, I'm not saying that Chris Columbus is the right choice. It, this was a hard one for me. Um, I, I just find it very hard to say that either of your directors killed their careers with what comes down the pipeline. So I'm going to leave this one to you guys. You guys can, you know, decide amongst yourselves. Like I said, I this is one I, and it seems like we all think our pick is the correct one. I mean, I, this, like of all, I feel like this is the one I just can't, I have reasons against moving to someone else's for both. You know, we are good. Christopher Columbus's career was already on the downward trajectory. For Which is a great point, I, I didn't even take that into consideration. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for Ryan, uh, yeah, every again, everything we've heard about Patty Jenkins' career has been purely rumors and speculation and we know how dc uh fandoms are with that kind of stuff which is why i have a hard time taking any of that to heart i get what you're saying about the rogue squadron film but disney has said it's postponed indefinitely not that they're canceling it um no but it's not on their release schedule anymore it is not not from any time from now until 2025 that movie does not have a release date but that's not to say that it can't Disney but there's a, but in ter- in, okay, but in terms of these two directors that we're talking about, you're going with one that has a rumored movie coming out that she's attached to. We have no idea when it's coming out, and one that literally has one coming out. I I get that. I get that. I totally understand that. But uh, in my mind, at least, it levels out because again, and maybe this doesn't mean I, anything to you. I, I, maybe I don't this doesn't mean anything to sense. you. But the fact that Patty Jenkins is attached to a Star Wars and a DC film, both. 
whether they have a release date or not. How many films do we... Steven Spielberg's been attached to a freaking George Gershwin project for like 15 years. There are actors attached to that movie. We still know it's coming out. It's going to happen eventually. Right? That's not always the case. It's, it's it, not always the case. How can you may, how can you decide not, how can you decide not. between something that is maybe coming out versus something that is literally it's coming one out? One thing it's one thing that's maybe coming out. It is the third installment. It's not even the reboot. It's the third installment of a popular franchise, right? That he started. That but he that, started. You're, that you're Colin taking- Trevorrow started this reboot of the Jurassic franchise. They're going back to him, right? So cool. Whatever. Patty Jenkins is attached to a Star Wars. I, I I sound like a broken record. A Star Wars film and a DC film. Granted, this is her third DC film, sure, but a Star Wars film with Disney that's already in hot water. So who's to say that it's her fault? Disney's already in hot water for what they've done with the Star Wars mm-hmm. franchise, right? So mm-hmm. why are, why are we pitting this all on her? Did we not just see what happened with the last trilogy? Maybe they're like, there's ah, no, you know there, what? Yeah, there's no other confirmed movies outside of the one that Taika's reportedly going to do, and we don't know anything about that one for Star Wars. So right. So what I'm saying is, she's attached to two of the biggest franchises in the industry. And again, I know I sound like a broken record here. Trevorrow has a movie coming out right. I can't pick between the two of you because to me those are even two and one. I, I know think his is I coming think, out. I know his is coming out. But these two are two of the biggest franchises in the industry and she is at the helm okay we just saw what or we've seen at least what freaking mandalorian has done for star wars okay we all watched book of both that right cameron you watched it right no okay case, <laughs> perfect case in point we saw that not just everything that comes out in this it's star good. wars universe is going to yeah. be good okay yeah. mandalorian that show that show struggled, struggled a lot well boba okay? fett did boba fett yes yeah, yeah. boba fett struggled a lot but Mandalorian yes. is great. Mandalorian literally saved Boba Fett. Like that. Yes. That's what I mean. Spoiler alert: If you haven't watched it, sorry. Yes. What are you doing? Um, but Mandalorian literally saved Boba Fett. Okay. I agree. So that said, why we can't just put this blame on Patrick? Maybe they're realizing, hey, you know what? Not everything we put out that Star Wars is going to be a hit. So who's to say that this blame falls on Patty Jenkins? When they're already showing that, hey, we just screwed up a trilogy, we had a lot of backlash from that, and we're one for two, 50% success rate in Star Wars series. I'm not counting things like the, what was the animated one called? Um, the, like... The, the, the anime, anime one. one. Uh, yeah. Visions? Yeah, yeah. Visions. Star Wars. I'm not counting Visions, right? I'm not counting Clone Wars and all that. That came out years ago. Okay. Mm. Bad Batch. Bad Batch. Like, we... We've seen that not everything Disney's putting out in the Star Wars universe is successful. So who's to say that this all falls on Patty Jenkins? Because Wonder Woman was still a remotely successful film with general audiences. Okay, People were happy to see Wonder Woman again, whatever that may be. We all agree the movie wasn't great. Okay, I think at this point, I'm going to dip out and let you guys hash this out because, again, I can't. I, I can't pick between the two. I'm sorry to both of you. I can't be- pick between either one. If I had to, I would say Ryan has a better argument because, again, Trevorrow has a movie literally coming out in a month and a half. But, Cameron, to your to your point, I take your side in the fact that, again, Patty Jenkins has a freaking Star Wars and a dog. Okay, oh, can I? I've been, tra- I've been like, trying to say, say something for a while now. I, here's Here's a scenario for you. 
In my hand is a $100 bill. And I can give you the $100 bill right now. You can just have it. I already it. know where you're going. In my o- okay, well, let me fucking finish then. Go in ahead. my other hand... It's not going to change is, my mind. In my other hand is nothing. I have nothing for you. But, but, maybe... No, you have the maybe, potential for $200. I, there's nothing literally in my hand currently. But there's nothing. The potential for that's, $200. Okay, so who fucking cares about potential? I can guarantee you something right now. But that's a, that's a wager I'm willing to take because I'm either going to get $100 that I didn't have. Okay. If I don't have it, oh well, I didn't have it in the first place. Or I can wait and potentially get two hundred dollars that I didn't have. So you're gonna take a, pr- you're going to take a guarantee. You're gonna throw the guarantee aside and just be like, well, you know what? This person that has failed most recently, I'm going to trust them to get me my two hundred dollars. Why not? Why not? Because the they just the day, failed. I'm not, I'm not losing anything. But you if can gain something and you don't want it. You don't want I'm it. Not saying I don't want it. I want what's more. It's just like it's just like the freaking uh, the, the, the let's make a deal thing, right? It, it, you got doors one through three. If you pick the first one, you better make that trade because the odds of you picking the right door the first try not very high. But now you've got a, a two thirds chance if you switch, right? So I got Patty Jenkins potentially giving me two hits versus Trevor who's got one movie coming out. My odds are better if I go with the person who has two, whether they come out or not. Can go ahead, Cameron. Can can I just step in and say something real quick, please? Um. I the reason so the reason out of this three why I would pick Trevor and I understand he has a movie coming out and so yes you can't say that this movie has flat out killed his that book of Henry flat out killed his career what it did do is it killed his career for a second right which I feel like is something we can't again Ryan I can't say about Patty Jenkins yet because wonder woman three is even if even if the road wrote rogue rogue squadron movie doesn't come out i think that there is a zero percent chance that discovery is going to come in and take away wonder woman three i would agree from patty jenkins so i don't think wonder woman and like here's the other thing here's the other thing patty jenkins has years and years in films and uh, of, of experience to show that this movie wasn't bad enough like that she has talent that she's not some you know one hit wonder wonder woman was you know uh you know um lightning striking and you know it just so happens that oh it was the only time that she ever made anything good Whereas I feel with Colin Trevorrow, there's not enough of a background for you to say, like for us to say, oh, okay, um, like, or for even for Hollywood to say, okay, we're going to put a ton of trust in him. I get that they're doing it with Jurassic Park Dominion. I understand that. However, Jurassic World, how dare you? Didn't I say Dominion? You said Jurassic Park Dominion. Oh, sorry. Okay. Jurassic World Dominion. I, I I still think if we're talking a movie that has done the biggest detrimental, the single movie that has been the most detrimental to someone's career, I still can't look at these three directors and think anyone other than Carlin Trevorrow because he literally had the biggest franchise in film history taken away from him because of a singular movie. Did it kill his career outright? Clearly not. To be, to, have be, to, any to be to these movies r- no no to be yeah to be a hundred percent clear nobody in this list career is literally dead none of them they can all do a movie 
in the ne- the next year and a half, and we'd be like, yeah, I'm not surprised. Well, Chris Columbus has stuff in the works too that he's right. They all right, directing. right. That's my point. Like, like, the, the, like the director who killed their career is just fun for the show. None of these people's careers are actually dead. Yeah, that's why we're yelling at each other because <laughs> it's fun. Um, okay, so it's fun. If, we're having if, fun. If if you're look, if, Joel, if you're going to sit out of deciding and let us decide, then. I can go one way. There's one way I can go if I have to. So it's up to you if you want to sway. If you're going to sway, go for it. If not, I can pick a side here. I can. I can. Cameron said one thing that I think was a good point, and that in terms of, like, I agree. I still f- strongly believe that Patty Jenkins, the failure that is Wonder Woman 1984, has derailed her career to the point where we don't know what she's going to do next. But. Cameron made a good point when he said Colin Trevorrow had a massive movie in the works for Star Wars and it was taken away and given to somebody else. So until one of these movies is taken away officially and given to somebody else for Patty Jenkins, I am willing to jump to Cameron's pick. That's that's where I would have went as well. Yeah. Um, it's so, yeah. The refundy goes to Colin Trevorrow, Book of Henry. You know, Cameron, last year's Refundies was missing, well, one key element of an award show, Mm. a musical performance. Hey, Joel, you got a point. Now performing a song from Logan Lucky, Chet Wanamaker. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Chet Wanamaker. Uh, first off, just want to thank the I'd Like a Refund guys for having me do a performance on the second annual Refundies. You know, it's it's a dream come true to be able to play for these guys. I've been a huge fan since day one. Uh, you know, there's a movie that they reviewed this past year called Logan Lucky, and it has one of my favorite songs in it. So thank you all so much for joining me, and this is Country Roads. heaven West Virginia Blue Ridge Mountain Shenandoah River Life is old there Older than the trees Younger than the mountains Blowing like a breeze Country roads Take me home To the place So I belong West Virginia, mountain mama, yeah, take me home, country roads. All my memories gather round her, miner's lady, stranger to blue water. Dark and dusty, painted on the sky. Misty taste of moonshine, teardrop in my eye. Country roads take me home to the place, yeah, I belong. West Virginia, mountain mama, 
take me home country roads take me home yeah take me home i hear her voice in the morning as she calls me the radio reminds me of my home far away and driving down the road i get a feeling that i should have been home yesterday yesterday country roads take me home to the place i belong yeah west virginia mountain mama take me home country roads West Virginia mountain mama take me home take me home country roads home country roads take me home country We'll be right back with some more awards after a quick break. Finally, These people probably aren't very busy. I can actually shoot this. At the end, she's actually she was the train. Brian, shut Alan, up! Can you please? People are gonna think I'm dumb. The microphone has like it's possessed. Good question. Uh, what year did the Civil War end? <laughs> You wrote it down. I know. I tried list. to get it to someone else. Nope. There's no. This is cheating. No. No. This is a terrible Christopher Nolan movie. This is a really Most bad. Well, I don't know. Camila Cabello hasn't even been in a movie yet. Hey, folks. I'm Guy Fieri. This is Diners, <laughs> Drive-ins, and Dives. They come across this cat, who's actually made out of gold. About the cat. World War II soldier played by Jim Belushi. So this, my friend, turns into a musical adventure. Oh, we can do <laughs> dead people? Why not? Why don't you read what that says there? Is that me? In a relationship with an elderly gentleman with a robust chin. <laughs> you get great talent every time you get to pitch and you lay eggs every time. What? This was an excellent story! I do the thing with the no names, and you guys are like, that's bullshit. Cameron's like, your whole movie takes place in a drawer. <laughs> wow, I might cry. That's for sure a movie that makes me cry. Living at the place that every Lego wants to live. Everything about that movie was great, other than the Jack Sparrow and the pitch. Pitchapalooza. Part 2. Coming this summer at the I'd Like a Refund Podcast.
Perfect. Oh, so no. now we're moving on. I can to already your... tell this will not this will not be a financial hit. Is that the sound of a gunfight in your local neighborhood? No, it's man corn. The only popcorn seasoned with gunpowder for that extra pop in your microwave. Man corn, sold wherever manly snacks are sold. Presenting the Why Did You Agree to Do This Award? Everyone welcome John Madden. Well, you know, it's great to be here at the Rafutis, the greatest podcast show in the world. If you don't count the other 300 or 400 shows, <laughs> seriously, you know, there's a lot of places you could be. Anytime you're in a place like this, you know, <laughs> you want to be in a place like this, you know, this is one of those funny places. If you're in another place that's not funny anymore, you're like, oh, why am I in that place? You know, where I wanted to be was in a funny place. And you get to the funny place and then boom, <laughs> and I'm here right now. Yeah, why did I agree to do this? Oh, that's the category? Oh, uh, uh, well, uh, here's your nominees for, uh, why did you agree to do this? Sir Patrick Stewart, Emoji Movie. Every voice actor in Doolittle. I, 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 I have to do it, because that one actually works. Jodie Foster, Elysium. Look. Actually, I, I feel like I always go first. So, Cameron, yours is the most broad. Why don't okay, you go first? Okay, listen. I get what you guys are saying. Oh, well, you know, you did the entire script for Emoji Movie. Okay. This is, the, this is our seventh award, and this is the third time you have not picked a singular thing. Uh, I feel like or the Black person. Family and Suburbicon is a good... I would I give that one to you, Cam. Okay. It's not, but yeah, that, that one's fine. We let that one sit, okay, but it is technically thing. not a singular person. Here's the, go ahead. Every voice actor in Doolittle, it literally feels like the producers had dirt on them and said, "Well, if you don't do this movie, we are going to leak this to the presses." That's what it felt like because you have an absolutely insane voice cast for that movie. Hold on, I have to pull it up real quick. <laughs> I mean, there's no. I mean, there's Kumail Nanjiani, <laughs> Rami Malek, Octavia Spencer, Emma Thompson, John Cena, Tom Holland, um, uh, Marion Cotillard, uh, Rami Malek. Sel- Selena, I said that one. Selena oh. Gomez, Selena, Craig Robinson, Craig Robinson, Jason Manzukis. I, I think I got almost all. Hold on, Selena Gomez. Yeah, I said that one. Did you say John Cena? Say it I again. Did, did you Selena say Ralph Go- Fiennes? Selena Gomez. Oh, Ray, I forgot uh, Ray Fiennes was in that as well, yes. What, what did you just say, Cameron? It doesn't matter what I said. What did um, you say? Did you uh, say Emma Thompson? Yes. Did the, we, only one I, the only one I forgot was Ray Fiennes. Did we say Selena Gomez? Yes, multiple times. Okay. Do you th- Cameron, I'm going to ask you because I have to. Is there anyone in particular that stands out to you? Um, I feel like if I nice. had to choose, nice. if if I had to choose one person, it would probably be, well, no, it wouldn't probably be. It would definitely be Emma Thompson. Okay, interesting. Um, just because like, there's no reason in the world why she would need. I I feel like all of these. I I don't want to say all of these other. Uh, people but like at least like some of them are you know Tom Holland's kind of on the up Remy Malik's kind of on the up 
Um, you know, Antonio Banderas is a voice actor sometimes. Camille Nagiani's on the up. Selena Gomez hasn't been in too many projects. So Selena, Selena Gomez. So, um, so she's like, oh, hey, yeah, I'll do a movie. And I mean, you know, they're all here for the paycheck, right? Obviously. Um, I, I can't imagine any other reason, like other than, you know, like I said, the producers have um, dirt on them. But like, I, I feel like if I look at the cast... Emma Thompson really is the one where I'm just like, huh, this kind of makes absolutely zero sense for her career. Okay. Um, Joel, what about you? Where are you going with this? Sir Patrick Stewart is one of the most highly regarded actors in the world. And I know I defend Emoji Movie like no other. It's almost embarrassing how much (laughs) I... I can't believe I defend Emoji Movie. Let's just say that, okay? In, In the context of the show, it makes sense. But the fact that I defend Emoji Movie is just freaking travesty how did patrick stewart get signed onto a movie movie a movie with 50 million dollar budget okay that's not even like, like that's almost average for an animated film and you're telling me you got patrick stewart to sign on not just sign on to the film he played the character of poop this man is a sir he is knighted then you got patrick stewart to play poop and he delivered one of the worst lines of dialogue of all time we're number two are you serious I, that's it. I I don't have much else. Sir Patrick Stewart playing poop. That is literally a title card that they used to advertise the film. It, that that's how shocking it was. They used it as as copy to advertise the film. So, that I, that's it. Okay. Um, the reason I went with Jodie Foster is Elysium is not a good film. It's not a good film. Jodie Foster is way too talented to be associated with that project. But the thing that made me stand out with this one, and if you guys remember this, Jodie Foster's performance has a little aspect to it that completely throws you out of the movie, and that is that it seems like it was almost all ADR. Like You go back and watch that film, it's mostly ADR, Mm -hmm. which at that point, it feels like this movie just mailed it in and point. she got dragged down with it. And she's way too talented to be dragged down with that film. So that's why I went with Jodie Foster. Um, I think... So, like, I think with Jodie Foster in Elysium, I feel like this is another example where she wanted to do... Uh, she wanted to do, like, a, a sci-fi movie with an up-and-coming sci-fi director... So sure. I understand why she agreed to it. May she have had second thoughts while in the production of it? Yeah, sure. But this is that's not one where I'm necessarily like, huh, why did she agree with that? I can understand yeah. why she chose it. Okay. No, I get that. I think there's a winner here. Um, if I had to lean somewhere, I like even if you're picking Emma Thompson... I am leaning towards Patrick Stewart for this one because I don't understand how he got that script sent to him, saw the character he was playing and said, you know what? I'm in. Let's do it. What throws me off is the budget. Like I said, it's not like it's a massive budget for an animated film. It's only $50 million. Right. So he could not have possibly been getting paid that much because it's not like the animation was like terrible. You know, I'm just trying to find his selling point to do it. 
Like, what is the thing that somebody said to him where he was like, oh, I definitely want to do that? Like, you know, Patrick Stewart's no, like, he doesn't have a stick up his ass. Like, he's like a fun guy, so it doesn't surprise right. me that he would want to do, like, a fun animated movie. Which is, I, I almost didn't pick him for that reason. It's like, I get it. Like, sometimes actors just want to have a good time. Yeah, and so right. also sometimes with animation, it's an easy paycheck. But, like, it's not like he was playing the character of, like, High Five or the character right. of, you know, like... Like monocle emoji. No, he was playing the character of. Poop. That's yeah. That's why it's. You know, that's why like, it's so jarring. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm 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 leaning jumping your way. I'm curious to see what Cameron has to say though. I mean, yeah, I I I see that. I can see that. I mean, I still I still think like the thing with. Doolittle. I mean, you can kind of argue the same thing about Doolittle as you can with Emoji Movie, where there's like, I mean, there's a bunch of like random celebrities in Emoji Movie, like mm-hmm. that, like no kid would ever know. Isn't is a Kardashian in that movie? No, or something like. Okay, no, I don't, I don't think so. Okay, uh, what movie am I thinking that had like a rapper in it? Well, I have no idea. Okay, I don't know what I'm thinking about, but like it, it, it's still like it has a bunch of like random celebs. Oh, it has Christina Aguilera. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah, what I'm thinking. she does the the Just Dance person. Is that yeah. right? Um, so like, yeah. Um, Sorry, go ahead. I, I just. I feel like you guys are gonna say I'm cheating with every saying everyone in Doolittle. I'm going I, off of this based off of you picking Emma Thompson. So okay, l- l- let me know when I can pick again or, or, or make a point again. You can make a point again. Okay, Ryan. Yeah, you're an actor, right? Attempting. Yes. No, you are. You are. Okay. Accept it. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Robert Downey Jr., Antonio Banderas, Michael Sheen. All right, you made okay, your point. I'm going on. with Patrick Stewart. Emma Thompson, Remy Malik. You made John your Cena, point. Camille Nanjiani, Octavia Spencer, Craig Robinson, Ray Fine, Selena Gomez, Mario yes. Cotillard. Okay. Huge Jason cast. Lucas, okay. Huge cast. All these people yeah. that are signed on. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Or you can sign on to the movie with T.J. Miller, James Corden, Anna Faris, Maya Rudolph, Jennifer Coolidge, Christine Aguilera, Sofia Vergara, Sean Hayes. It's about where I stop. See, I don't want to disrespect any of those people that you named. And for they're great movie. actors. They're yes. great actors. But yes. compared to the people that are in no, the right. especially with somebody like RDJ at right. the helm of this movie. Yeah, I almost picked him you know? for this, honestly. <laughs> I almost went with him. You know, uh, and I could totally see that. That's a valid yeah. pick. So for me, with someone as regarded as Patrick Stewart, and again, yep. I get it. Sometimes I'm probably the person that says this the most on our show. Sometimes people just want to have fun, whether it's the director, yeah, the writer, the I th- actor. I agree. Sometimes you just want to make a good movie. Yeah. Okay? I don't think there – I think the concept of Doolittle is a good enough concept to get good actors to sign mm-hmm. on for it. I don't think that's the case with Emoji Movie. Yeah. I don't know how somebody saw that and was like, oh, this is – this seems like it's going to work. Like, I don't I, – there's nothing about that that is appealing to me. A Doolittle movie with that cast without – if I had not seen it – Hadn't seen anything about it. It was just on paper. You had information about that movie and was like, hey, it's these actors, these actors doing voices. I'd be like, oh, that sounds very interesting. I'm intrigued. Emoji movie, same thing. Nothing about it would interest me. And honestly, the Patrick Stewart thing, if you had neck on that sheet said he's playing the poop emoji, right away I would have thrown the sheet away. I was like, I'm out. I don't mm-hmm. want anything to do with this. So I think uh, I think we have a winner. I think we're I think we're good to call this one. Cameron, you good? Yeah. And the refundy goes to 
Sir Patrick Stewart. Emoji movie. Presenting the Dumbest Plot Award, it's everyone's favorite, Owen Wilson. Wow. Wow. It is such an honor to be here today. Wow. There's so many people watching and listening. It's it's kind of nerve-wracking, to be honest. You know, we all love movies, though. Sometimes I watch a movie and I go, wow, this is amazing. And then other times I watch a movie and I go, wow, this is really dumb. Like, how did they come up with this plot? It's so dumb. Here are the nominations for the dumbest plot. Wonder Woman 1984. Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed. Uh, now there, there is like you guys know this. We spent a half hour talking about this. I disdain <laughs> Wonder Woman 1984. I don't like anything about that movie. But <laughs> Assassin's Creed. Joel, can you explain to the people that don't know about Assassin's Creed what is the overall plot of that film? So basically, this guy's in. He goes to prison, right? I think is the, is it at the beginning? It's like a prison. Meant, like they're no, they're I, going I, to kill him. Yeah, yeah, he's going so, to die. But they use him as a link to his ancestors. His ancestor is a famed assassin who has links to the Knights Templar, correct? I believe. Um, yes. And so they put him into the, what was it called? Um, the Animus. The Animus. Yeah. They put him into the, the Animus, Animus yeah. which is a machine that links him to his past. Okay. Now, I did not play any of the Assassin's Creed games, but... Neither that, did anyone that worked on this movie. That is wild. <laughs> yeah. it, from well, what also, I know of the games, that is wild, right? But you, you didn't even mention yet why they're doing it, though. What? Because they're looking for something. Uh, an apple. And what does the apple? For, what does the apple do, Joel? The apple, uh, it's, dude. I don't even remember. Doesn't it like it can, can? It, it controls control, the freedom like, of thought. Yes, it has yes. the genetic code to um, free will. Yes. Yes. <laughs> which so, is the weirdest. <laughs> For the record, so, it's not oh in the game. That's not now, let me in the let game. me say this. I, no, Assassin's not at all. It's not the only film that I thought of. Okay, it was Assassin. I wrote Assassin's Creed or Suburbicon. I was leaning more toward Assassin's Creed, uh, but depending on what everyone else said, I, I, you know, I I was like, yeah, I have options here. Okay, but Assassin's yeah. Creed was really where I was feeling because even yeah, as somebody too. who never played the games, I watched this and was like, what the hell? This makes zero sense. This is such a like terrible yeah. concept. Like, I wanted this movie just where this dude was an assassin, like, the whole time. And instead, you get this weird, like, back and forth and back and forth. Marion Cotillard, again, making an appearance in another movie for us, right? Um, mm-hmm. It was just a weird back and forth. I feel like there was so much of this movie that didn't need to be in it. And the, just the yeah. overall plot was just wild. Like, the fact that, that that's the route that they went was bothersome to, to me, somebody who never played the games. So, mm. so here, here's my thought. I completely understand where you're coming from, and I would never argue that Assassin's Creed strength, even though it has none, is in its plot. However, I would argue that that the movie itself, the plot of Assassin's Creed, is so 
nonsensical and not only nonsensical the it's so confusing them telling the story mm-hmm. that you could watch this movie and not even know what the plot was that's my argument against the assassin's creed plot however the plot for wonder woman is so ridiculously stupid that i i i have a hard like it's just it, like it is one of the i i mean we talked about it in our in our episode i don't think i've ever seen a movie like wonder woman especially at the, especially at the level of i mean this is a massive massive blockbuster hit i have never seen a movie with such a bizarre plot as wonder woman the ways that it go i mean and this isn't even including the subplot of chris pine explanation to bring him into the movie this is just like the pure you know um pedro pascal um plot um it's so ridiculous and bizarre I don't. I've never seen a blockbuster movie with this crazy of a plot. I don't think I'll ever see one again because I think that that movie was. I think that. Well, I know. Again, kind of going back to what you're saying, Ryan. DC Warner Brothers kind of let Peggy Jenkins take the you know take the reins yeah. for the movie because Absolutely. of because of. Um, because of what happened with the first, you know, how successful the first Wonder Woman was. So they let her make the movie that she wanted to make. Okay. The movie she wanted to make was bonkers. It's absolutely insane. It made, it made no, no from sense. From the first to, scene. From the <laughs> yeah. first scene. It made no sense to anyone but her. Okay. I, the movie studio is never going to let that ha- happen again with a massive big budget film. Yeah. We, like we were talking earlier, like she will probably direct Wonder Woman three. She's not going to be the lead writer of that film. No. And that's why I think it has to be Wonder Woman 2. I'm not going to argue with you guys and say, oh, yeah, the plot of Assassin's Creed was great. I mean, if it comes down to neither of you guys wanting to move over to Wonder Woman, I, I would have no problem with Assassin's Creed taking yeah. because it's ridiculous. However, like I said, the reason why I would argue that, like, the thing about the plot for Assassin's Creed is that it was it was filmed in a way it was written in a way where you almost can't even understand the plot and that's not necessarily a dumb plot even though the plot is dumb that's just a nonsensical that's nonsensical storytelling which is why i would argue like at least with wonder woman you could tell what was happening the entire time it's just what was happening was ridiculously dumb and like we said bizarre out of this world ridiculous uh that's why i would go with wonder woman 1984 um so that was a great point everything you said i don't disagree with any of it um with assassin's creed uh, the with a film when you first introduce the main arcing plot to me it has to get me interested right away when you tell me that the main plot of your movie is we are searching for an apple that controls the freedom of thought. I'm out. I'm out 100%. Cameron made great points. Unless Joel is willing to switch, I am not. This is, we have a winner. No, I, I will say, Cameron, you did make a very strong case for Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Um, as you're making the points, I was actually like, oh, Ryan might actually flop uh, here. But um, yeah, I think the biggest thing I keep going back to is. For me, 
as somebody who never played the games to go into this movie and think like, oh, is this really what the games are like? And know that it isn't. Not, not even close. still be so confused. Like, why are you going to make a film based on source material and then not be anything like the source material at all? Halo. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. You know? uh, yep. And so for Absolutely. me, it's like, it's just so disconnected from the source material that even on its own, like, even if you just made this movie by itself, like, it would have still been stupid. But the fact that it has a source material to draw from and it was still this bad, it, it, and that can be the case for Wonder Woman. Um, but I, I think more people, you know, people are more inclined to, to watch Wonder Woman again than they would be to watch Assassin's Creed again if they've ever seen it at all. Um, and I, I would that's much not the rather argument watch we're making here. Wonder Woman yeah. 1984. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that's not the Assassin's argument we're Creed, making yeah. here. Um, but yeah, yeah the, the plot for Assassin's Creed, it just had so many elements to it that were very, like, unnecessary and very disconnected that I think it would, to me, it's the winner. Clearly. I, yeah. So I, because neither of you guys are flop, I would still stick with wonder woman. 1984 is my choice. However, I do think that the movies that we chose are the one and twos. Yeah, for for sure. For this season. Yeah. Of um, our show. All right, Ryan. And the refundi goes to, Assassin's Creed. Next up, the Can We Try That Again Award, presented by the man who's not throwing away his shot, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah, it's Lin-Manuel with the chance to shine. We're going to talk about movies for a second time. Some of their old podcasts had a bunch of harsh words, sounded all snooty like they came up out of Harvard. But now they've got a shot to take a second glance. So now let's see what movies they would give a second chance. Yeah, this category is called, Can We Try That Again? Avengers, Age of Ultron. Battleship. The Book of Henry. This is an award that's very similar to uh, I'd Watch That Again, where it's like, I, I could agree with all of your guys, honestly. Um, I, I know there's only two of you guys, but... I think I, I think the ways. thing that, that that I see with I'd Watch That Again is this movie is good, mm-hmm. and then Can We Try That Again is Potential. this movie is not good, but I, and I would, but I think there's something there. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I look at it. I'll... I'll I'll raise my hand right away. I think mine's maybe the weakest uh, contestant. So, I, I mean, if you guys don't mind, I'll go first to get okay, my head sure, out of the way. Sure, go ahead. Yeah. Um, for me, it's like we talked about this during the episode. The movie is called Battleship. It is based on the board game Battleship. Like, it is a Hasbro movie. Yet it has, like, nothing to do with the board game. We don't ever get to see anybody going like, oh, J7. You know, like, you don't get the gameplay of Battleship. When this movie was coming out, like that was my mindset was like in some way, shape or form, we were going to get to the point where people are saying like, you know, F3. Nope. Oh, okay. Um, H14. Oh, you sunk my battleship. You know, getting those like key lines of the gameplay of Battleship. And we never got that. And I don't know about you guys, but like I look at other movies kind of in that same sort of like vibe. Um, like I know Transformers isn't based off a of board game, but like movies like Transformers, things are kind of based off of these toys and stuff that we grew up as a kid. And it's like there's so much potential to go the proper direction with these things that I think Battleship, like there is a 
good movie there if it's taken the correct direction and i just don't think it was the introduction of like aliens and things like that was kind of an odd choice to me things being extraterrestrial i just i I didn't really care for that i think there are good options to make this a a good movie um but again i think both of you also have very good choices um cameron yours is actually one that i almost chose um so i'd be interested to hear what you guys have to say real quick joel i'm curious because when you said would you be like interested in a um almost like a jumanji type of battleship movie you know what i think of and i don't know if either of you've ever seen this movie have you either of you seen war games yeah yeah war games yeah, okay. Matthew yeah i think i think of war games yeah but battleship and i think okay that's a movie i want to watch you know yeah yeah Okay. No, I think it's good that like when we're doing this to pitch what we would change. So I like mm-hmm. I like that you did that. Uh, Cameron, go ahead. You can go next. So I, I, I think, and we talked, again, this is something we talked a lot about in the episode of The Book of Henry, is like this movie is, the plot of this movie is insane. I don't think it's a dumb plot. I think the plot w- is wildly disconnected from like what the tone of the movie should be okay this is a movie that's like again if you have some director like the coen brothers or you know even taika right where it's like oh hey it's it sounds it sounds like a joke it's like oh hey you know this this kid dies and his last they find a journal and his last wish is that they murder the neighbor that's that that's hilarious like that's could be a really funny movie right a really fun movie or real like you know where it, they just go up they play into the absurdity of it you know it's literally like the kids make a wish um i think that's hilarious obviously the way that they took it they're like let let's treat this as a drama slash thriller where everyone's super serious about it and it's just like <laughs> the mom's like oh yep i'm gonna you know murder this guy and I, I think like that that's the thing about this movie that like I like I really want to see this movie like I if this was a black comedy a dark comedy yeah I remember you said that on our episode and and they and they had and like I saw the trailer I w- it would be one of those movies where I turn off the trailer uh, 30 seconds in because I'm like I'm sold I want to yeah. go like I'm. I want to go see it. And like I like Joel. I see what you're saying with Battleship, though. I don't know if there'd be a version of Battleship that I'd want to see. To be honest. Um. And then Ryan, I know you haven't spoken to Age of Ultron, but I yeah. can see where you're probably going to go. And it was just <clears throat> yeah. They really messed up with James Spader's. If they had yeah. made the movie, the trailer made it yes. out to be yes it would have been a really awesome movie yeah and that's a good spot for me to transition into because you're right my biggest gripe with age of ultron which this is going to be a tough battle for me because i inherently like a lot of things about this film but you know i'm gonna go marvel fanboy comic book guy for a moment here um ultron should be on the level of Thanos in terms of villains that should absolutely terrify the shit out of you in terms of Marvel. Ultron is a character that if he wanted to could hack into every military unit in the world and launch all of their nuclear devices and blow up the planet. He can do that 
without even hesitating. And the Ultron that we got is robot Tony Stark. He's just very quippy. He tries to make a bunch of jokes. And uh, Cameron, I know you said the trailer. That very first trailer where it's set to like the no strings on me and the slow, Mm -hmm. it's like the very slow delivery of it. That trailer where he's doing the VO and then you finally see him at the end and he says, there are no strings on me. It gave me chills when I saw that. I was like, oh, they're going to crush this. And he just, it was a letdown. It what was it? I don't know if I would classify it as bad, but I was let down from what I saw. And then there's other things in that movie too that I don't like. Like I think the Natasha Bruce romance is just so weird. I don't think it makes sense. They killed Quicksilver off. I love Aaron Taylor Johnson. I think that's an awesome character. They wasted him um, in more ways than one. Uh, Yeah, I just... I know that I'm fighting an uphill battle with this one because it's the the most successful and probably the best movie of the three. But I think they missed out on... Like, there's no... Like, when you ask somebody, from a Marvel fan to anybody who just regularly sees the movies, what is the worst Avengers film? Everybody picks this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, go ahead, Cam. So, yeah, totally. Um, so, I, I agree I agree with you. I, I, mm-hmm. I mean, you, right? You, this, I was excited for Age of Ultron. Yeah. Um, because the trailers looked awesome, and then the movie mm-hmm. was a massive letdown. So yes. yes, I agree with you. I would like to see, I would like to see them retry. I you know potentially I would like to see a different version of this movie. However, the reason why it's harder for it's hard for me to choose this movie and yeah. that movie in this category is because of the fact it's a superhero movie. Yeah, we already essentially get a bit like no, a that's, billion that's a good other. Point remakes of this movie it's hard to justify remaking a superhero movie when there are so many you know when there are so many other you know versions of the movie essentially for me the reason why i look at book of henry is because this plot now it it this is this is gone right no one can use this plot again because it someone is, did it already yeah because someone did it already and it's their ip and they would get sued yeah. for copyright that's right. the issue with that's why i want to see that's why i would choose that the book of henry okay. for this category because this plot at, in its at, in itself is so fascinating and so fun like off the wall ridiculous that in if done correctly it would be amazing and and now this plot we can't it, it can't be done anymore whereas for yes i agree with you ryan age of ultron would be uh, if there was a Marvel movie that I wanted them to do again, it would definitely be Age of Ultron. Yeah, However, sure. like I said, it's it's hard for me to justify doing a Marvel movie again when there are so many already out there. Yeah, uh, you know, that that that's the reason why I would still choose stick with Book of Henry. Okay, Joel, what do you think? Where's your head at with this one? Yeah, I I would have to kind of agree with Cameron here. Like Ryan, you made a great point. Like Age of Ultron is easily the worst of that kind of phase one Avengers, right? Phase two, um, but yeah. But fa- yeah, phase two, yeah. But yeah. I, for me... I get... I get come yeah, on, no, Joel. The original I Avengers. The original yes, yes, Avengers, yes. you know? Absolutely. Um, that said, like, the movie before and the movie after, some of the best we've seen of of the whole gang. Yeah, absolutely. Right? 100%. And, and so, for me, it's like, I don't need to remake Age of Ultron because mm-hmm. as much as it sucked... 
it was surrounded by great films. Okay. Yeah. I think you're right. Um, and just, really I know quick. I knew, I, I knew I wasn't going to win this one. I would just like to say, I don't need them to remake age of Ultron. I need to mm-hmm. see somebody else get a crack at Ultron though. Not like you could bring yeah. James Spader back, but I need another director to take another a crack at that character. Right, yeah. Yes. I need to I wanna, see that. I want to make a, a quick else. point real quick. Uh, sure. Very kind of off topic, but this weekend I went to California adventure. Okay. Nice. I finally got to see Avengers campus. That reminded me how much I love the Avengers. Yes. Okay. I know I I know I crap on the Avengers all the time on this show. Okay. I know I'm always like, ah, there's too many Marvel movies, which I still hold true to. There are too many Marvel movies in the span of a year. I'll take all these movies. Space them out a little bit more, okay? Okay. Getting to walk through that campus, seeing all the heroes up close, in person, everything like that, like, it reignited. Like, I was like, yeah, I remember how much I loved this when it first Mm -hmm. started. So, to bring that back to what we're talking about, I totally see where you're coming from. Yeah. Like, Age of Ultron was this buildup of, like, yo, we're about to have this villain that's just, like, insane. Like yeah. This dude could do whatever he wants. And mm-hmm. we didn't really get that. No. You know, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. But again, it is surrounded by two films that use all those same characters to the fullest potential. Okay. Yeah. Whereas Book of Henry easily could have been a film that was like, oh, snap. Like this was, if this took it a different direction, this would have been a phenomenal movie. Mm-hmm. but it took itself too seriously for that. You know, it, it, it tried to be something that it wasn't, you know, like, like Cameron said, if this was like a dark comedy film, Edgar Wright, yeah. you know, uh, Taika Waititi, someone of, of that vein, maybe you guys have someone else in mind, but like either of those directors take the helm of this movie. Like, I think there's something golden here. Um, and so for that reason, I, I'll totally sway Cameron's way. I think, I think a book of Henry could have been a yeah. phenomenal film. And I think yeah. this is one that it's totally worth a second look. Yeah, and I was going to say just briefly, I don't know how you do Battleship in a way that is successful. Yeah, I you mentioned that. war. Yeah, I know you hard. mentioned war games. No, I totally yeah, get that. For me, it was like when we watched this movie, I watched it and I was like, this could have been fun. This could have been what Transformers was in the sense of like, I agree. It's yeah. IP that everyone's like, ah, how are you going to make this work? And then it does. Um, but especially compared to the two movies you guys picked, like obviously, yeah, yeah it definitely doesn't stand a chance. Yeah, I just uh, think if you like, because if you take the aliens out, then it's literally just military versus military, and right. I don't, which is more inclined to the game, mm-hmm. and I just don't know if you can make that work to be sure. entertaining enough. Yeah, no, totally. Um, Cameron, can I ask one question before we Go officially call this? Can Lee Pace be in the new version? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I'm actually thinking that he plays um, Jacob Tremblay's character. Wow. <laughs> hey, man, we just got to get Lee Pace more work. So <laughs> He is, in fact. That's what I'm here. All right, Cameron, then go ahead. Wait, wait, is Hen- wait who's the one who dies in that movie? Uh, Sorry. Uh, uh, Jaden Martell. Okay, he's, he's the one it's who Jaden Martell. Yeah. Okay, and then the little boy is he the is one. Henry. Okay. The little no, boy is Martell Jacob Tremblay. And he's the Jayden one who Martell, gets the mom to... Jaden Martell so, is the older brother writes, who dies, and, and he does all the yeah. shit and sends his mom out. His little brother that's is Jacob is. Tremblay. Okay, that's he's the one who makes out with Sarah Silverman. That's all shit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, forgot about that. Right. Okay, oh well, Cameron. Yeah, go ahead. And the refundi goes to the book of Henry. 
coming up after the break. The awards for our first ever Guest of the Year Award, right here at the second annual Refundies. Hmm, I was a guest. Wonder who's going to win that. (laughs) Coming up after the break. Are you tired of watching movies completely flaccid? Well, introducing Man Cola, the only cola with crushed up Cialis inside for that rock-hard feeling moviegoers love. Man Cola, sold wherever manly sodas are sold. Have you been looking for love in all the wrong places? Then you need to try CineSingles, the only dating app exclusively for film lovers. It's like Tinder and Letterbox hooked up and had a baby. Now you can too. Sign up is easy and there are thousands of enticing singles. Just take this random profile for example. Cameron here is looking for a 24 year old who loves Yorgos Lanthimos, hates animation, and ideally works at a movie theater. Use discount code REFUNDIES for a free month of premium. Cine singles. Lights. Camera. Action. Next up, presenting the award for worst movies picked. I think she's found her will to come up here. It's Winona Ryder as Joyce Byers. Hi, I'm Winona Ryder, specifically from Stranger Things. And I'm here to help out my boys. My boys are the host of I'd Like a Refund. And my boys pick a lot of bad movies. But what movie was the worst movie? We're going to talk about... The worst movies picked by my boys. Joel. Ryan. The guests. I threw you for a little curveball there, didn't I? A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Huh. Um, this is good. I'm glad we all have different ones. Um, Joel, I would really like, I know you don't like to go first all the time, but I really am curious as to why you picked yourself. Cause you generally pick the I films pick that are like, like normal right. movies. Yes. Um, um, so I'm curious where your, where your head's at with this. Let me see this. Let me see this. Okay. Suburbicon. We all agreed. Horrible. was a travesty of a film. <sighs> Terrible movie. Horrible. Yep. Okay. Horrible. For me, like, Someone who walks out of theaters and likes movies, like I walked out of that and I was like, this sucked. Okay. Mm-hmm. My next pick, sorry to bother you, whack pick. That's a good movie. Yeah. It's good. Moving yeah. on. Cat, Cat in the Hat. Again, we're all split. This movie's a bit. fine. Okay. Yeah. I, I we we all have it's differing out there opinions on there, but it's fine. Cameron, I think, said yeah. like he hated. It, right. Yeah, I didn't he like did. Get that? Yeah. Like, I he did not like Cat in the Hat. Any direction. Okay. Do little terrible movie none of us liked that i'm how much do you know how much we all asked for that back on, it says I that didn't, ryan didn't ask I didn't, for anything i didn't on that. i didn't i i had a good time with doolittle mm, it's crazy i asked ryan, for nine dollars yeah. you asked for eight dollars so and eight dollars you know um elysium again a movie i hated i got to watch this with ryan and in yeah. real time watched him and his roommate hate this film oh that's right okay. we did watch that and together yeah and last but not least, I picked 1941, which I Wild. believe both of you said on air may be the worst movie that we have watched mm-hmm. on it's this really show. It's really okay? bad. It is a terrible movie directed by one of the greatest directors of all time. Mm-hmm. Now, I agree. The movies that the guests picked this year, they went all in. 
They, they, they had a yeah. Star Wars movie, Last Jedi. That battleship was one of those movies, Age of Ultron, Pirates of the Caribbean, Robocop, and Dragon Ball. Okay? Those are all pretty You forgot Wonder Woman 1984. Wonder Woman 1984, yes. I'm sorry, Whitney. Okay, but Pirates of the Caribbean, fifth installment of a franchise, okay? Battleship, yeah. okay, cool. Age of Pirates Ultron. of the Caribbean was... Pirates of the Caribbean 5 was so bad, Cameron didn't even watch it. Yes. <laughs> I was busy. Age of Ultron. <laughs> yeah, okay, he didn't even the, watch it. The second of, of the Avengers movies, The Last Jedi. Or, what, sorry, Wonder Woman 84, sequel. That's a sequel, The yeah. Last Jedi, that was the second of the trilogy. Okay. okay. Robocop, a remake, and then Dragon Ball Evolution. Yeah, that was just straight up bad. <laughs> but yeah. based, on original, <laughs> based on original IP, I yeah. picked one, two, three original films. You did. Okay. Of the five I picked, three of them were original. And all three of those, tragic. Absolutely tragic. Okay. I can't, I, I can't refrain from going back to how bad Suburbicon is. Okay, like that movie is really bad. It's bad. It and we all agreed. Like it, again, it's one of those movies where it's like, let me see, nine dollars, nine dollars, nine dollars. Yeah, we it was a f- all it was cl- agreed. Clean on sweep. That. Clean sweep. I think Elysium Cameron liked. Let's go eight dollars, eight dollars, and then zero dollars. I believe that was Cameron, right? Yeah, Cameron. Yeah, didn't yeah. Money back on Elysium. Yeah, he's the third. He's I the liked third. Elysium. And then nineteen forty one. Granted, Clean that sweep. was inflation, but we all asked for two yeah. fifty back on that. I mean, you but know? it was the the most we could yes. ask. For. <laughs> so, I'm not one to normally be like, ah, you know, all like, I'm not going to go my way just to go my way. I genuinely think, at least of the three of us, the movies okay. that I picked were the worst ones this year. See, see, I don't think part you of this what wor- goes what goes into play here is also that I can't even read what Ryan picked. See, I don't it's think- white font on yellow. No, it's not. No, it's, it's dark. Yeah, uh, I don't. This thing. I don't think you picked the worst movies of the three of us. I. I think I picked the worst movies of the three. Yeah. Of us, so. So. So, Joel, you said your piece. Um, so, fun fact: before I actually got this list, um, I had Joel written down because I remember Joel's um, pretty viscerally. However, when I got this list and I started going down it. I mean, Pixels, the Emoji Movie, mm-hmm. Lion King, whatever, uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender, The Black Cauldron, whatever, Transformers, The Last Night. Okay, I, if we're putting the movies, if we're like going through and you're like, oh, hey, we're going to watch, th- we're going to choose one person who's, mo- we're going to choose one person's movies and we're going to watch all of these in a row. Okay, you can choose either Cameron's, you can choose the guests, you can choose Joel's, or you can choose Ryan's. There is absolutely no way in hell (laughs) I would ever subject myself to watching Ryan's movies in a marathon. And just just in general, I don't want to watch them, but like... that's not like Joel. You you pick yeah. some stinkers, but you also pick Sorry to Bother You, which is a watchable movie. It is. And Elysia, and I think Sorry to Bother You is actually pretty good. Um, and Elysium, I think that's a good movie. Yeah, Elysium, which I I liked. I know you guys didn't like, but I liked. Um, like the other ones, the other ones were bad. But like the thing with Ryan's is the only movie that I could like say, oh, I didn't hate this was the lion king and that's still not a movie i would ever really want to watch again 
Yeah. I mean, that I have that trifecta of Emoji Movie, The Last Airbender, and a Transformers movie. That's true. That's tough. Yeah, absolutely. I will say this, though, and again, I know this isn't what it's based off of, but like, Cameron and I both didn't ask for money back on Pixels. Neither of us asked for money back on Pixels. Um, with- yeah, I was, su- I was surprised that he leaned my way because he liked Pixels and the Black Cauldron. All of us were like, yeah, this is fine. Yeah, I was surprised. I, I literally can't read this one. I'm sorry. It might be oh, Mojo movie. It might be different for you guys, but me looking at yeah. my phone, it's white font on like bright. No, yellow. it's I literally can't black read it. text for me. Um, yeah, Emoji movie. I get it. I, I was the only one that was kind of like, you know, indifferent about. Yeah, you're the defender. Of this um, again, Lion King. Big yeah, defender I get. Of that movie. I get why you picked it, but so, so like whatever. Black Cauldron. Uh, whatever. The last uh, Airbender. Emoji, or last Airbender. Airbender we all asked for all of our money back. Yeah, that movie sucked. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I get it. I just think... I don't know. I think... <laughs> again, last year, I didn't even pick my myself, but... 1941 and Suburbicon, I th- to me, two of the worst movies we've watched on, this, on the show, period. I think those are both very heavy hitters and carry a lot of weight, um, at least within this season. See, I think The Last Airbender and Emoji Movie are... The two were, and don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to give you any credit with uh, uh, 1941 being a good, like, uh, no, that's a terrible movie. Um, <laughs> but it's so that that's why, went, that's why I'm going with Ryan. Now, one thing so I let would, me say this. Oh, well, never mind, actually, no, you're never mind. One thing I would just like to say real quick is we were talking about like how Joel, oh, also the guest movies. Um, honestly, the only one that really stands out to me as being like bad is dragon ball evolution the other mm-hmm. ones i think are passable or even good um no battleship's not good pa- i think it's passable no i don't um, think so i'm with you ryan yeah I, okay. and, and i and i think good. and wonder woman 1984 is but a garbage movie where i think i said it's possible i am we actually did a pretty decent job i i, I was saying but as a whole we did a pretty decent job of choosing movies that weren't necessarily sequels and choosing kind of original kind of we did yes this year which i think is something that you know i i think is great because these kind of original movies that fail are a lot more fun to talk like they take chances and feel a lot more fun Mm -hmm. to talk about than like you know uh the fifth hundredth superhero movie you know that wasn't as good as we expected it to yeah no uh, joel made be. a good point with uh with the guest movies being sequels i don't and, think that's i don't think that's a like i still think that just because it's a sequel doesn't mean that it can't like still be awful and i know that's not what you're saying absolutely. i know you're not saying that yeah. um but just just like to to champion the guests a little bit you know you come into our house to bring us a movie to watch and you give me dragon ball evolution you give me yes, battleship you give yeah. me Robo. You give me RoboCop. Like, man, like Wonder Woman 1984, horrible. Age of Ultron. We've already talked about. It. I think it's a complete misstep. Pirates of the Caribbean Five. I literally had never, de- never had a desire to see this movie, and after I watched it, I d- still don't understand why they made it. I don't like that movie. Again, was so bad. Cameron came up with an excuse to avoid <laughs> the episode. Um, but. Uh, I was debating between the guests and my own picks, so I am. I will jump to to my picks as well. Like again, 
Joel, I want to make it clear. You choose some pretty bad movies. You did. You you stepped um, your game up this year. Um, yeah, you. I think some I think. Movies. See, you you picked Sorry to Bother You blindly. I remember you doing I, that. I didn't and pick it blindly. I, I've seen that movie. I picked it based on we did that audience vote. Oh yeah. And oh, it was yeah. second place, and I said, okay, like yeah. they wanted us to talk about this. Let's talk about this. I think if you had picked something else other than that, you would have won. Yeah. But I think that's, that's to be honest, the existence, a good film. the existence of the last Airbender mm-hmm. is enough for me to say, yeah, this brings the whole list down. And then you have yeah. the Emoji Movie on there as well. I mean, mm-hmm. those are two of the most you know my thoughts on that blasphemous films. I'm glad I, I'm great. glad I. That's like, that's like picking I, Ferdinand and getting upset. I'm glad <laughs> we're not no. going down this route again. Um, I'm just glad I snuck a Transformers movie in there at the very end at the buzzer to secure I, this victory. You know, I will say, I, I, well, at least for me, that didn't even secure it. Like, uh, it was not good, but I was like, all right, whatever. Like, it wasn't Age of Extinction. No, if I had, if I had stuck with Age of Extinction, I don't like. I think it would. I think Cameron would have just like had a conniption having to look at my list of movies that I picked this past year. It would have hurt right. him personally. Cameron, um, so yeah, to, uh, Cameron. Yeah, go Cameron for it, Cameron. Cameron. And the refundee goes to Ryan. Wait, hold on, hold on, Ryan. Yeah. Somewhere near you, there should be a package. Oh, I do have. I do have something. What oh is my that? God. Is it a bomb? There's something wrapped up in there. Did you imagine? Why don't you, why don't you go and take that out? <laughs> Jeez. I, why don't you I go can open open the last episode that? of the I Like now, a Refund when, podcast. Why don't you? When you gave when you gave this to me the other day, you told me try not to look at it at all because if you like look through the paper or whatever, you might be able to figure. Out. I did. You gave me this box. I never looked at it again. So I well, have good thing. Zero clue. What open this that is. up. Okay. Mm, ASMR. So wonderful. Yep. Yeah, I'm we love to see this. Can you like lick the microphone now, Ryan? Nah, that no, I'm not gonna do that. Bubble wrap. Oh, oh wait, what is, is this? this? What is this? What is what this? this? What is this? Hey, look at that! Oh my god, Ryan, that's our trophy. Ryan, you have a refundy in your hands. I do. Holy wow, shit, amazing. This um, is beautiful. Cameron, there is a refundy on its way to you. Um, life got busy. I did not year. get my chance to send you one. Um, but shout out to AJ from Genre Geeks who got a 3D printer for Christmas, I think. Christmas. Um, One of those. The instant he got it, I said, hey, can you print refundies? And we went back and forth a little bit. We found the right way to do this. Um, we all have a refundy now. So we all have a physical Let's go. That's really that cool. In our hands. What did you win yours for, Joel? Um, nothing. I won. I won. I won worst Cameron, movies last just year. Just being on the he show, um, but we all have a physical refunding now. I, I designed this is awesome. it, so that's why I get mine. Um, that's fine. We all have a physical refunding now. Cameron, there's also some other goodies in there that Ryan's already seen in his box. Um, but just quick shout out Excuse to AJ. Me? Yeah, just quick <laughs> shout out to AJ um, for making that. The instant he sent them to me, I was like, "Wow, this is incredible." It's uh, awesome. I love it. I'll go ahead and use this moment to also say. The winner of our next award, which will be the guest of the year, is going to be receiving a mini refundy um, as well. A physical mini refundy that I spray painted with gold spray paint. And it doesn't look good because <laughs> the, the sanding situation did not go well. 
Um, he sent that one. It was blue, though. So I was like, I'll be spray painted either way. Um, so it's, it's unique. It's about half the size of what we have. But again, huge shout out to AJ when he sent those to me. And I saw him like I held it in my hand. I was like, this is really, really freaking cool. I love this. Um, so, yeah, we all have our own refunding now. And congratulations, Ryan. This Worst might have sold me on, on getting a 3D printer. Honestly. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. I have a, I had a feeling you guys might have expected this. Did you expect this? No, I did not. No. No. Okay. Yeah. No idea what this was. I had a feeling you guys were like, oh, he's probably getting us refundies. Nope. I had, se- I never had, a, had an I inclination. Mean, I thought, like, when you talked about 3D printer, I figured there might be something 3D printed mm-hmm. in the future. I didn't, th- I didn't know what it was going to be. Well, again, and I know I've said it for like the fifth time. Thank you, AJ. Yes. Very much. Thank you. Congratulations, Ryan. Uh, first recipient of a physical refundi on air. Um, I'm very proud. I'm very proud. I go into you, this. Sh- as you I go into this show to have a good time and pick movies that we are going to have a fun conversation on, and I think I did just that this year. So I'm very proud to accept this award. Congratulations. I'm, ve- I'm very Thank proud you. of you. Thank um, you. And with I that being said, that. let us throw this back to our MC for our next presenter. The award we've all been waiting for, Guest of the Year, my personal favorite, presented by everyone's favorite podcast hosts, Cameron, Ryan, and Joel. You know, we're getting ready to start wrapping up this show. Uh, we only have a couple of awards left, but this is a great opportunity to say thank you to our guests because... Mm-hmm. Our guests not only come on to our show and shed some light on some films maybe we don't think about and have us enjoy doing this even more so, they also do a great job of helping promote the show when they come on and getting more ears to listen to our show. So our guests are very important for what we try to do here. Yeah, it's it's always fun for us because you know we hear the same voices every week and we see the same faces and as gorgeous as they are um you know every once in a while we like to see someone new and they'll choose movies that are we can because we kind of have an understanding of what everyone likes and what everyone dislikes and it's really nice to have that fresh person come in and say oh you know what movie i hated robocop 2014 so we're a big fan of our guests so with that being said here are the eight nominees for the Guest of the Year Award. Celluloid Jam. Chris Robinson. Whitney Queen. The Genre Geeks. Augie Vandeveer. Eric White. Cameron Tennyson. The Children. And the refundy goes to the genre geeks. Next up, we have the best moment of the show award presented by Kermit the Frog and Fozzie Bear. Well, hey there, everybody. It's your old pal Kermit the Frog. Uh, joining me up here, unfortunately, is not Fozzie, uh, but I do have another one of my pals. Swedish Shep, how you doing? It's a Borsa Diddy Serbador. It's a Borsa Horbabur. 
Yeah, that's right. So we're up here to present the award for the best moment of the show. And, I mean, this show's had a lot of great moments. Uh, some of my favorites uh, have been just the special episodes throughout the year. But, I mean, what about you? What's some of your favorites? Horsey, she borsy did his herpador. Horsey, bredur, horsey, bredur, Oh, man, those are some good ones. Unfortunately, though, I'm not sure if the audience quite got that, so uh, I'm sorry to say this, Chef, but I'm going to have to bring up another Muppet. It's nothing personal, or just... I don't think this is going to work. Yeah, sorry about that, but ladies and gentlemen, someone else! Me, 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 me. Me, 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 me. <sighs> All right, well, uh, here are the nominees for best moment from the show. Pitchapalooza. Pitchapalooza. That's a, a good choice on both of your end. Uh, for me, Cameron seeing the birth of his sister. Most, <laughs> sho- most shocking thing that's happened on this show, and to me, it was just such a moment of sheer shock for all of us that <laughs> see me, i would argue it was my favorite I, thing that i would argue that was one of the worst moments of our show because that was, <laughs> i can that was totally that was tough. see that um, um pitchapalooza <laughs> is i i'm going to say it i think it's the best thing we've done i hand i hands down and well yeah. until this until we've, this. Done this we've done a lot of good stuff and especially yeah, we've done considering a, yeah. we uh, the pitchapalooza trailer for pitchapalooza 2 just dropped like, mm-hmm. audiences are hearing that for the first time. Yeah. And I hope they're as hyped as we are because that, that trailer was hype. And then the last time, I mean, the first Pitcher Palooza ever was phenomenal. It was, um, yeah, people loved it. So, yeah, it, it, I, it, it's hard for me to argue against what you guys have because, again, I think Pitcher Palooza might be my favorite thing we've ever done. I mean, I still think we should, you know, turn it into a board game. You know Still what? Think- okay. I was debating. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Cameron, I'm sorry you have to find out about it this way. Ryan and I were going to drive up to Vacaville during your surgery. Mm-hmm. We were going to go up there and we were going to visit you. And then obviously thing took, things took a turn, right? They didn't go the way we intended. Um, <laughs> again, I'm sorry. Us, especially I'm sorry you. This, yeah. I'm sorry this is how you're finding out. I have had printed cards of Pitchapalooza for about five months now because we were going to make a physical board game version Mm. and hand deliver this to you at your home as a surprise as a gift to you uh for getting through your surgery so i still have the cards i still fully intend on making the game and gift it to you yeah they Um, are still they are for you yeah this is for you um but we we fully intended on driving up we had this whole thing planned out uh, we, we were gonna, gonna go. go. We yeah. we were gonna tell you. We were just gonna tell Kaylee and your parents, like, hey, don't tell Cameron, but we're gonna show up. Yeah. Um, and we were gonna gift this to you. So again, I'm sorry mm-hmm. that this is how you're finding out. Um, wow. Because... But here are the cards. Um, Pitchapalooza is a physical board game. We are going to make it happen. And yep. when you are back home in California, we are gonna play this all together because we have Absolutely. been waiting. Oh my to do God. this with Can you. Can I change my favorite moment from now? <laughs> um, this is honestly... And, 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 and Ryan, like Ryan's kind chills. of blindsided by this too. He didn't know I was going to tell you this right now either. Um, but no, this is, I didn't. Cameron, these cards have been sitting in front of me. Because <laughs> it's amazing. Since, since you came back. These cards have been sitting right here in front of me. 
I, I'll take the blame. I haven't done anything to make this game happen. Um, we've been looking up, like, do we want to buy a board game kit? Do we want to buy a box and decorate it ourselves? Like, there are all these different options. And again, with, again, things kind of going a little bit different than you had originally intended with your surgery. Obviously, plans had to change. Mm-hmm. But as I wow, that's amazing. Right here you guys are amazing. Us, we have the, the thing that's good about for, it. For, the, for the thing that's good about it is we have the cards. We can always make more cards yes. and make the game even bigger. Especially after Pitch Palooza Two comes around, um, whenever that may be, we'll have some new names, some new categories, some new settings, other things we can add down the road. Um, but whatever is done with this game, with Pitch Palooza, the physical copy, it is our gift to you. Yes. So, again, didn't mean to kind of commandeer this moment. I didn't mean it to be like this big thing. <laughs> no, that's um, so amazing. But, but this was a, a thing between Ryan and I that we were like, what can we do? You know, Ryan loves board games, and we all had such a good time with Pitch Palooza. So this was, mm-hmm. this is an eventual gift to you that you will receive. Yay! <laughs> you a, a real version of Pitch Palooza. That's amazing. Um, physically. Uh, for you so oh thank you guys um that's so that said i mean i will i will gladly give in to pitchapalooza being the moment of, because i agree i i think it might be the my favorite thing that we've done and we got ridiculously positive feedback yeah from everybody it's honestly kind of sad that we haven't done the second one sooner but we've had so many other things to do busy yeah yeah we've had so many other ideas and cool things we want to do and we still have so many more that people don't even know about that we want to do um but this is one that right after we recorded it we were all just like this is like this is perfect we Mm -hmm. we're going to do this again we even did it or cameron you did it when you went on the podcast assemble that like everybody that you did that show with was like we want to do this with you yeah Uh, um, so yeah, this is Pitchapalooza is insanely popular, not only for our guests, but for us. Um, and I'm just, I'm excited to play the physical copy. I think that's going to be so much fun. Cameron, do you have any, anything to say for Pitchapalooza? No, I mean, it was the most, I mean, we've had a lot of fun, but like, this was like the one thing that who, who even came up with this idea? Was it, was it Ryan? Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was thinking great idea thank you i mean no idea for this show gets executed without everybody so this is a team effort everything we, we kill do. our ideas i'm kidding okay <laughs> what was i saying about puns anyhow cameron i think uh no cameron i think um i think this is the end of the show right we're done well we didn't say the refundy oh yeah, so cameron, yeah you can why okay, you, you go do ahead it. and tell us who the uh the okay. refundy goes to and the refundy goes to Pitchapalooza. before we go i can't express this enough and i think i speak for both ryan and cameron when i'd like to express a massive thank you to everybody that's helped us get this far not only you the listeners uh but everybody that supported us along the way friends family people who've helped us with production things or even guests on the show i'd also like to extend a special thank you to everybody that helped us with this episode specifically um shout out to our friends over at the genre geeks um aj heath who's always doing our music darren you guys thank you for your lending your voices today jackie and danielle 
from the No More Late Fees podcast, a very new relationship for us. We are so excited to work with you guys moving forward. Lots of great stuff down the pipeline. I can only imagine. Jake, Emily from the Feels Like the First Time podcast, thank you guys so much for taking part in our second annual refundies. Zach and Casey, some of our personal friends, come on. We are so excited for Cellular Jam to come back. I know I've talked to you guys about what the future holds for Cellular Jam. Looking forward to what's coming up there. Matt from the Matt and Mark Movie Show, thank you so much. I know Ryan hates you. Cameron and I don't. Um, so thank you so much for taking part in this. Logan Byam Taylor, thank you. Logan, you were part of our first refundies. So thankful to have you back. Our for first the guest, one. too. Yes, yeah. our first guest ever. Um, Augie Vandeveer, congratulations to your nomination for Guest of the Year. Thank you so much for taking part in this second annual refundies. My friend Kyle Sarah, um, thank you for lending your voice to us today for the second annual refundies. We actually have something in the works with you as well. The audience has something to look forward to. Uh, more Kyle down the pipeline. And of course, our wonderful MC who led us through this entire show. Thank you very much to one of our former guests, Chris Robinson. I'd like to extend a big thank you to you for all the hard work that you put into this second hand your fundies. Ryan, Cameron, I love you guys. I had yep. a great time tonight, this season, and I'm looking forward to what season three of the refundies has to offer. Season three, of season three have, of the whole show, not just yeah, the refundies. Uh, 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 yes, exactly. <laughs> season three of the entire show. Yeah. Um, do either of you have anything you'd like to say uh, before we say goodnight to our audience? Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Um, just uh, just stick with us. We got some cool stuff down the pipeline. And uh, you know, yeah, you know you. one thing. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. You know one thing. My dad started listening, like actually started listening to the podcast the other day. It was the first episode he started listening to. And he said, oh, this is actually really funny. I'm going to keep <laughs> listening. So now every day when he goes out for his jog at night, he listens to our show, which I think is, nice. uh, That's cool. which I think is a, you know, a cool. Where did he start? Cool thing. Uh, I believe he started with 1941. Oh, he's going backwards. Oh, uh, he was listening to Noah today. Nice, going nice. backwards. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> um, all right, awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, thank you again. It, we can't say it enough. Whether there's thirty of you listening or eighty <laughs> of you listening, this started off as just an idea that Ryan had for us to get together once a week and talk about movies. And I don't know about you guys, although sometimes we have to really fight to find the time to do this and squeeze a movie in, whatever it may be. I look forward to this every week because whether we're talking about a good movie or a bad movie, it's an hour and a half to two hours that I'm going to spend with some of my favorite friends. And so I'm so thankful for the show. I'm looking forward to what the next year has to offer. Thank you all so much for joining us at this second annual Refundies. And we look forward to seeing you in season three of the I'd Like a Refund podcast. 